0: Sister Leslie, welcome back, my friend. How are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much. And that was really an awesome opening. I like that. That's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. And we're excited to be here with you tonight. And, hey, by the way, I'm excited about the news. You've got a new book out. You want to tell us about it?
1: I do. It's called What It Takes to Be a Prophet. It is available on Amazon now and also um Kindle, you can get it on Kindle through Amazon, or you can order it through the theprophecyclub.com. And that you know, specifically helps our ministry, but I'd love for people to check it out. I'm so excited about it. It took, uh, it was years in the making, but it was, uh, awesome. I think it's really a good book that'll really help people understand do they really want to be a prophet? What is a prophet? And also how to know whether you may be called as yourself as a prophet. So I'm excited about that.
0: Friends, go over to prophecyclub.com, pick up a copy. I'm going to do so tonight. And also, Sister Leslie, uh, one other thing I want to ask you about, you train people in the prophetic and in ministry, and you'll have conferences each year. Uh, Do you have any updates on the next conference that you'll be holding?
1: Yes. You know, due to the COVID thing going on, we had to postpone it now to set for July the 29th through August 2nd. Here in Dallas, Texas, you can, again, you can go to com, and there's a link to follow all the information about how to register if you're interested or to find out about it, but that'll be July the 29th through August the 2nd, and I'm hoping that we have a lot of people come out because, you know, right now things have been so up much in the air, and I, I understand that, but we have a book that we have that's a eight and a half by 11, it's like a regular sheet paper, and it's front and back. Like 212 pages of me teaching in the prophetic. So whether somebody thinks that they're called to be a prophet or not is not so much the issue as whether or not someone wants to just be able to hear the Lord better. And that's, that's what I'll be training them and teaching them to do. I've had school of the prophets for many, many years, and now it's in a book. So it's, we don't give that out until the crusade. It's specifically for the crusade, but they can get the book, what it takes to be a prophet, but the crusade manual is separate.
0: Well, you know what? I'm glad to hear about that. Uh, Folks, I know a lot of you are getting cabin fever out there. It's going to be good to get out of there, get over there, be refreshed in the Lord, get some, get trained up for these last days. And so get over to prophecyclub.com and uh, sign up for the meetings that are going to be happening here very soon. Well, with that, We're going to get started. Sister Leslie, before you bring the teaching tonight, would you like to open us up in prayer?
1: Oh, absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come boldly, and yes, I mean boldly, before your throne of grace and mercy. Lord, I thank you so much that you have given us the opportunity just to pray and to seek you and have your hand upon our lives. Lord, I ask that you guide and direct everything that is said and done tonight, that it be pleasing to you. Lord, let the words that I speak. Be the words you want me to speak. Lord, I pray that you'll bring those that have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Let them tune in to this broadcast. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would also just bless this ministry above and beyond measure, Lord. That you would just pour out that special blessing to them in the ways that they need it right now. Lord, I ask again that you would be with me and also Shannon as we bring this message tonight. And also be able to converse back and forth. Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you're welcome. We ask that you guide and direct everything and that you would speak to us even as we are bringing this message tonight. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
0: You know, I say amen to that. Again, welcome everybody. And folks, please get someone to join us here. Just have them tune in to the YouTube channel or mix just go to Omega Man. Well, Sister Leslie, welcome back. And the mic is yours.
1: All right. Thanks. Yeah, I told you in an email, I think that I wanted to talk on uh, the mysticism that's in the church, you know, the kundalini spirit. I think there's a lot of people that do not know that this is alive and a well, unfortunately, in the Christian church. But I thought I'd just start off by telling you how and why this all got started, if that's okay. I um,
0: Absolutely. Please jump right on in.
1: Okay. So what happened is, um, oh, probably about six years ago or so, I was doing another School of the Prophets, and I was teaching on, you know, the the baptism of the Holy Spirit and also just some different things about the Holy Spirit and, you know, how he's the comforter, he's our guide and things like this. And I thought, you know, just for a change, I'm going to go on the Internet and just see if I can find uh what someone else may be saying about the Holy Spirit to see if there's anything else I can gain you know, for maybe their knowledge or their understanding that I can bring to my group that I was teaching for the School of the Prophets. And when I did, I typed in on the search engine, I typed in uh, Holy Spirit. And what popped up on my screen was Kundalini. Kundalini is the Holy Spirit. And immediately, you know, there was all kinds of just things just triggering off inside of me i was pretty upset i was like what is this kundalini and no it's not the holy spirit i mean you know immediately i knew that there's something wrong here but i did not understand what the kundalini meant i didn't understand that this was a real evil spirit i didn't understand how demonic it was i didn't understand where it came from and why someone would be saying that and also right at right after the search engine when i pulled that up pulled that up there was a YouTube that I could click on, and it so I clicked on it. And it was a pastor, and it says, Kundalini versus the Holy Spirit. And the first words out of his mouth as I began to listen to him on YouTube is that he says, Kundalini is the Holy Spirit. And if you do not believe that, then you're blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And I mean, it just, I mean, my blood, I have to tell you, was boiling. I still get irritated. I still get upset for even having the word pastor in the same sentence as saying kundalini is the holy spirit it just went through me just unbelievable and so with that it started a a quest i guess you'd say and started me on a research paper of, of sorts to just expose what this kundalini was and so i ended up making a dvd on mysticism in the church along with the kundalini spirit because i began to see how much it had infiltrated into the church as a matter of fact it's like as soon as i get done with one teaching on error of the church then i'd have another teaching that god was wanting me to bring and at one time i was working on 10 uh, powerpoints for 10 different teachings on error in the church I don't know how, other than the Holy Spirit, I got through that because that was mind-boggling. Wow. Yeah, so now I think there's probably 13 DVDs that I've done for the Prophecy Club, specifically on Air of the Church. But the very first one I did was the mysticism in the Church, the Kundalini. And I don't know if some of your listeners have heard of this. Maybe some have, some haven't. Uh I began to try to find out where this originated from. Uh, why was it infiltrating into the church? And the more study that I did, I found out that some of these um, major mm, ministers out there, I'm not going to use any, speak anybody's name, but if you want to know some of them, you can get the DVD. <laughs> In the book that I'm writing on this very thing, The Mysticism of the Church, I've just finished the rough draft actually today. It'll go to an editor tomorrow, but I just finished it and it's going to be. Uh, one of the ones in the series of air in the church on the Kundalini and also mysticism. And when I say also mysticism, they kind of go together, but there's much more than just Kundalini. Um, my son had a, sent me a picture just not long ago. And to me, this just really spoke it all to me. It was, he sent me a picture cause they were cleaning their backyard. And when they had, when they did that, they, they took a picture it took a picture of um, a birdhouse and in this birdhouse was a snake and you could see the snake with his eye just looking out of the hole. And I thought that wow. is exactly what this is. This is a, a snake. It's a the scriptures will call it a python. Uh, the the Dakes Bible calls it a python spirit. And that's exactly what it does. It wants to suck the life and just squeeze the life of the breath out of out of whoever its prey is. And this picture just would not leave me i thought this is so profound because it's right when i started writing this this book and it was so profound that i thought this you know this snake this kundalini which is a snake it's a python snake it's a it literally uh, resides in the spine of a person and when it when it comes alive or comes awake i should say it you know causes all kinds of horrible things we'll get into that in a little bit but it it represented to me like with it just waiting for its prey to come in and you know I could just kind of see that there'd be a picture like a a perfect little white church building you know like on this hillside and flowers and green grass and so pretty so precise and and just premium to the core just awesome and beautiful but inside you know is the snake and that's probably something to that effect will be like the cover because that's what it's doing it's it's infiltrating totally into the church and so let me go back to as i was researching this i found some major ministers well-known name ministers that have been caught up into this lie and when they would lay hands on somebody it would be transferred so the more i did the research i came across another person on youtube and he also called himself a pastor this pastor begins to say that i want everybody to know that i used to think that the kundalini spirit was not the holy spirit but he said but let me just tell you that it really is the same and again i had to listen to that what he was saying just so i'd have research material because the you know inside of me i just want to just leave it right then and say you know you liar but, you know, I listened to what he had to say, and he was so mixed up. He says, you know, I, when I first went into this one revival, uh, I don't know if I should say the name of the revival or not. I guess you could tell me if you want me to.
0: No holds barred on this broadcast. <laughs> okay. If we need to call out, we need to call out. I'll support uh,
1: you. I, okay. All uh, right. So I think you've heard of the Brownsville Revival. Did I say that right? The Brownsville sure. revival. There's also the Lakeland revival. Well, some of the you know big names have been a part of those revivals, and there's others that are still out there today. But they, um, what happened is, is when they entered into this revival, this particular pastor says he went to this revival, and he began to see that women, wives, were dragging around their husbands by their ties. And all the while, the husband is like barking like a dog. And then people also were slithering like a snake. And others were crowing like a rooster. And others were laughing hysterically and couldn't stop. And they were rolling on the floor. They were falling out as if they were drunk and could not get up. And their eyes are dilated. And all these things he began to say that he saw. He at first was taken back and going, this can't be right. This can't be the Holy Spirit. And if he just walked out the door right then and did his research then he would have been okay but unfortunately he stayed and pretty soon the leader of that revival finds his way to this pastor lays hands on him and he says and then all of a sudden my eyes were open to see that this was the holy spirit all of a sudden this is how this is how quickly how quick that that kundalini spirit can be transferred you know eve there's this is not fake this is real this is real stuff that really does happen and i know since you do deliverance and deliverance is a big part of your ministry you know how transferable demonic uh, spirits are evil spirits are to a person well the kundalini is um in my opinion as of right now is is the worst because it gives a person the feeling of power it gives the person a feeling of strength and it gives the person a feeling as if they are um almost like a god themselves like they have a lot of control over others and that's what that spirit does and it's it's extreme it's real you know you know how the snake the, ser- the serpent you know the devil kind of comes in and he he maybe maybe we could say it like this like he put a A frog in a boiling, or in a pot of water and you slowly turn up the heat and then before long, (laughs) the frog doesn't even realize he's being boiled alive. You know, he's gonna die. Well, that's what this is. It's like, you know, Satan comes in, yes, to kill, steal, and destroy. We know that kind of thing. But we just do not, I think as Christians, I think we've been very sheltered in our churches, uh, pastors, you know, apostles, prophets, teachers, all of them have not come out from the pulpit and says, you need to be aware. This is what's going on. Stay away from. If you see this, that's not of God. If you see this, this is of God. You know, they have not done their part. And so I guess part of my commission from God is to make sure that I really do come out and expose, but also say, people, this is a real thing. This is true. And you need to stay away from it. We um we were doing um in October a conference in at a church. They invited us in to to minister and I the pastor wanted me to speak on the Kundalini spirit, which I was like, Wow <laughs> This is pretty awesome, I'll do that. I mean they don't g I don't get that opportunity <laughs> very often. So <laughs> So I said, Sure, I'd love to she says, I've talked a little bit on it, but I don't know as much as I think you do. And I thought, yeah, probably not. And uh so it we opened up for Prophecy Club, you know, those that listen to the Prophecy Club to come to this church also, because it would hold three, 400 people. And I talked on the Kundalini Spirit that first night. And, you know, people were coming up, I mean, groves of them. I mean, it was almost like the whole church, and it might have been. But many came up for you know repentance and what do i do to get this off of me and you know uh being wanting to be prayed for and cast it out and all these things at the end because they had been to the revival they would let somebody lay hands on them they were shocked and many of them were crying because what am i going to do now and i i had to tell them look you know you gotta start over you gotta start over get refilled you know into the spirit you've got to start anew because if you don't You're going to be confused. Is this of the Lord or is this of the evil spirit? You've got to know that there's going to be a mourning that's going to happen. It's like you've lost your best friend. It's like you've lost a part of yourself. You've lost something that you were experiencing it as power. You lost something that was very familiar to you. Yes, quote unquote, a familiar spirit. Yep, you bet. It was all operating in there and they would just cry because it was true. They lost something that they were used to. And connected to they did not realize that this was going to be the death of them. And I mean, literally many people, you know, they get so caught up into it that before long they denounce Christ and their families are falling apart and there's uh, divorces and fornication and all kinds of things because they've allowed this this evil spirit to control their lives. And it also becomes a very manipulative type of spirit. And so they they are caught maybe some of them unaware but then they want to keep it. Um I kind of have a philosophy, Shannon, can I say this what it might be? <laughs> Is that okay with you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I I have a philosophy that I, I believe that probably everyone uh, born again Christians or baby Christians or those that are not even Christians, I believe that they're really searching for the same thing. They're searching for the power of God. They really are. I mean, I think you know that's why some, if they haven't found Christ, they're getting off into New Age practices or Hinduism or Buddhism or you know all kinds of false religions out there because they're searching for the power. And as Christians, I believe they're searching for the power, power of God to operate in their lives. Um, it's just something that I believe that God just indwells in us to, to find him and to seek him and search for him and, you know, want that, that baptism of the Holy Spirit so that we can operate in his gifts and his callings. And unfortunately, you know, we can get led astray. We can get on a wrong path. Um, when Stan and I first were married, um, and actually right before he got married stan right before me actually he joined the rosicrucians and this is way before ministry people <laughs> way before so don't get all upset um way before we felt like god had called us into the ministry but he like, he he's got caught up into rosicrucian rosicrucianism he got me wanting to get involved so I signed up to be a Rosicrucian, and what they do is they send out a little pamphlet, a little booklet, I don't know, probably every couple of months, if I'm remembering correct, a couple of months, and you have that, that series. You're supposed to do certain things to eventually to be enlightened, to be, um, become a god, because that's really what Rosicrucians is. that is. wants you to eventually believe that you are a god. Pantheism so to speak so so we were we were both into this rosicrucianism we were doing the little pamphlets and and following along what they said because we wanted to quote unquote get closer to god well the third one that i received and i'm going through it because it starts off very innocent very yeah i can swallow that yeah i can swallow that sentence yeah i can do that well this particular one the, th- the third one in for me the It starts off by saying to get a candle because you're going to be staring into this candle. We're going to have you blank your mind and then we're going to have you visualize those millions of dollars or whatever it is that you want. And then it said, don't worry about asking God. Don't worry about asking Jesus because they're too busy. They'll send their spirit guides to go and get it for you. Right? (laughs) So with that... Yeah, you can imagine, even though I was not raised in a Christian home, i didn't accepted the Lord years prior, but not really taught much. Um, I, I immediately knew that can't be right. You know, what do you mean I don't pray to God? <laughs> what do you mean I don't ask Jesus? So that I took it to stand. I said, I don't care if you're going to do this anymore, but I'm not. I'm done with this. And here's what it's saying to do. And I'm not going to blank my mind. But, you know, I praise God for allowing me to go through that at the time and praise him even more for getting me out of that, of course, because it showed me just how gullible we are, especially if we don't know the word of God. And as Christians, many don't. We don't know what it says. We don't know if it's truth or not. And we have some. In this book that I've done now, uh, this next one, you know, I I bring up about, again, and what we can talk about here in a minute, but contemplative prayer or uh, centering prayer, soaking prayer, these kinds of things, it's, you know, it's very demonic, and we have to be very careful.
0: Sister Leslie, what a powerful teaching this is tonight, folks. Right now, get all the people you can to tune in. They need this information tonight. Because we're exposing the enemy in the camp. You know, when you started tonight by um, giving us the example of what was seen in that backyard hiding in a birdhouse. You all got a photo of it. A snake. That's a picture of the church, folks. And the snake has infiltrated the church. It has lulled people to sleep. It's choking them. And it's taken many captive into strange doctrines. I've seen some of the pictures of these people that you're describing that would take on the forms of animals, slithering like snakes, barking like dogs. Folks, that's not the Holy Spirit of God. That's an unholy spirit. And, you know, I might need deliverance later, but if I had ran into that guy that you said who <laughs> calls himself a pastor yeah. and said you're... The Holy Ghost, if you don't believe that Kundalini is the Holy Spirit, I would have probably punched him, and I'm a short guy.
1: Well, I would I, I'm only five him. foot, so I probably would, too. Because
0: <laughs> I'm going to tell you, that is blasphemy right there, Yes. what he said. And that's a counterfeit spirit. You know, something occurred to me as you're talking, and I'm going to give it back to you. I know the Word of God says when you cast out a demon, if we don't fill up with the Holy Spirit, that demon is going to go out find seven times worse than itself come back in and that place has been swept clean and garnished it's going to come in and take over and the end state of that person will be worse than the beginning paraphrased I'm thinking you know one of the reasons I think that uh, this this snake spirit Kundalini has infiltrated the church is because you're right there are many people that are hungry for the power of God that they don't see in their churches. Because the churches have removed themselves from the old landmarks. Yes, you're right. Um, they're not doing what Jesus did. And so there's a void in people's life when they're hungry. They want not experience the power of God. And maybe they're bored where they're at. And the enemy takes advantage of that and comes in and fills it with his evil spirit of kundalini. And, folks, there are people that go for what's called the kundalini awakening. I'm sure you'll talk about that later.
1: Yes, I will.
0: And they lose their mind, and many of them die. This is a real snake spirit. I want to say one more thing. I was doing deliverance, and I came across kundalini one time in a deliverance. And in the spirit, this snake will wrap around your spine.
1: Yes, exactly. It
0: also works. Go ahead.
1: No, no, no. You, you go on. You're right.
0: It also works with another spirit. In some cases, this one worked with OM. Yep. And um It's real, folks, and it come into this person, I think, through the laying on of hands, and someone had passed this evil spirit to them. Be careful who you let pray for you, folks, because some people are operating in in, in witchcraft, and they will actually infiltrate churches to impart their spirit. So here's the deal. Um, I am seeing also it's coming in through a lot of um, things that are infiltrating the church that don't belong there, like yoga. Now, I may offend some people. But as I began to look at yoga, I found out that it's a religion. And I'm all for people that want to get some exercise, but um, people don't believe this. We can produce the book. There's a book that we found out about. It's on Amazon. It's written by a yogi master. And he says that every form that you do in yoga is actually a um, symbol of worship to a specific Hindu god. And they have millions of Hindu gods yes, out there I they do. worship.
1: You know, they have like 330 million gods and goddesses. And they there's like every, they call it a crore, C-R-O-R-E. And every crore there's like 10 million. And that's, you know, since I did my study, there's probably more. But they're always coming up with a god. And I don't know how they can even keep up with what god or goddesses does what. Because there's so many of them. Um,
0: There's so many of them. And when you do that specific movement, In yoga, and you say, why am I having to do all these gyrations, to stick my leg behind my head and all this stuff? Folks, it's worship to an individual Hindu god, a demon that is, and the mantra that they give you, whatever it is, you're calling for that spirit to come in and infest you. In fact, there are kundalini yoga um, places you can go to in Vegas where I used to live, including hot yoga, and they had kundalini yoga, and you can awaken the kundalini inside of you i'm going to stop right there it's infiltrating the church and if we don't call this out tonight like prophet leslie johnson is doing folks many are going to be deceived we're hoping to wake up some of you tonight and some of your family and let you know that a snake has infiltrated many churches and it's got people in a chokehold for the death leslie back to you
1: yeah i mean you're exactly right and everything that you said and you know the kundalini spirit is um You know, when it, when you're casting that out, when it's, when it comes awake, um, you can see, at least my experience through deliverance, you can see that person will start slithering, I mean, hissing and in such pain, um, you know, because they're, it's wanting to hang on and it, it does, it wraps itself around the spine and, you know, it's, it's exactly true and they can get this whether they've done yoga or not but yoga you know is is the principle of hinduism that's where they come in and you're exactly right that is that is a religion and just because you put christian yoga on the door does not make it christianized as a matter of fact you know these positions just like you said you're worshiping their god i don't you know you they call what the down dog whatever it's called that's actually worshiping worshiping another god with all the sun salutations, they say, you know, or saying namaste afterwards, that's worshiping and bowing to their God. So you can't just say, well, I'm not going to get caught up into that part of it. If you're doing yoga, you are bowing to their God because you are you are doing a worship um position to their God. Just like, you know, the scriptures tell us there's there's different scriptures and I'll find my notes here in just a minute. But there's there's Christian, there's scriptures about how we can praise our God, um, in positions to praise our God, but not doing it, uh, through yoga. And yoga is definitely a way that it's gotten in. I was listening to, um, uh, it was actually a CNN recording once of a, of, of, uh, two pastors. I hate to even say one of them was, he really wasn't a pastor in my opinion, but that's what they call themselves, so I'll say that. And he's with, um, one of the emergent churches out there, which emergent churches, nothing but a bunch of baloney and it's trying to incorporate all religions and make everybody feel comfortable and you can just come in and do and say what you want to say or do and and it doesn't matter everything's relative you can you know they teach all kinds of just demonic stuff and if you want to you know stay in your sin you can stay in your sin it doesn't really matter anyway so that's what emergent church is it's like a new quote-unquote wave of going on in in the body of christ even though it's not new it's been around for a long time but it's definitely taking off right now and so he was on this uh, cnn um, interview and then another well-known pastor he was on you know debating about yoga and christianity well this new age emergent person he began to it was like the the um interviewer was real more interested in what he had to say because you know it was it was speaking up things that he liked to hear and and so they even even had a conversation afterwards and they're saying you know did you hear what he said you know that's the reason why these young people will not go to church nowadays basically he's saying because we don't just get to do whatever we want to do and it's just lawlessness and, and it's also saying you know i um with these this um christian pastor the good one the good side <laughs> good versus evil here you know he was really letting people know you know you've got to you've got to know and want the truth because if you do then it's going to make you free the scripture sometimes we say the truth will set you free but really the scripture says that it'll make you free uh john eight thirty two says and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free And to me, that's so different than just setting you free when you're when it's going to make you change your ways. Right. It's going to make you think differently. It's going to make you walk differently. It's going to make you see things around you differently, because he says, if you know truth, you're going to see a lot more in that 360 degrees. You're going to see a lot more than just a just a a vision there in front of you. And he was also saying this, um, I think it was MacArthur. He was saying, you know, man, it's, if you stay, if you say Christianity and yoga in the same sentence, it's just blasphemous because they don't, they don't go together. They're two different, um, religions. Like you said, they're two different religions and we've got to know what the Bible says. And if we know what the Bible says and if we have, true pastors, true leaders, true apostles, true prophets speaking from the pulpit, then they're going to let us see and help us to know what is going on out there in the world and not be succumbed to it. You know, it's huge in the gyms and everything. And like you said, the hot yoga, all kinds of stuff, Uh, meditating, uh, meditation, which is also gets into centering prayer, contemplative prayer, contemplative prayer, however you want to say it. Pronounce it. I've hear it both ways. Where it, it blanks your mind. That's why these people can get in these some of these positions that they are. They're letting the kundalini awaken inside of them, and when the kundalini awakens inside of them, it puts them in a trance, and that's why it works themselves up to being in these certain positions, and honoring their god, worshiping their god, and it becomes addictive, just as is a, if a drug. Somebody was taking a drug or. Alcoholism or anything like that, it becomes very, very addictive and it's a lie from the devil to get you in a trance, to get you to be, be, um, honoring and believing that God and it opens the door for the demonic to come into your home. It opens the door for your family members to be exposed and your loved ones and friends and it's just goes, it's like a wildfire that just takes off. So when they were doing this CNN interview, you know, And this emergent church guy was just like poo-pooing all over him saying, you know, it's not that big a deal. And sure, we can have yoga in the church and, you know, just um, making fun of him, mimicking him as if the word of God wasn't real. And he says this one guy that believed on yoga he says you know it's like think on these things that are good think on these things of pure and if you just think these things it'll happen same thing with yoga when you're doing yoga you can think on these things and and just because you know maybe that's the position to bow down to their god if you just think on the things that are good then it's not going to affect you well that's again um you know like you said earlier you might want to punch somebody yeah it makes me really angry i get this righteous judge anger that rises up inside of me and I just want to shut them down. How can they be so stupid and ignorant and leading people down a demonic path? It it really, really is bothersome, really bothersome. You know,
0: Mr. Leslie, it's also infiltrated Hollywood.
1: Yes, big and time. They're not
0: only doing basic forms of yoga, but they're doing the kundalini yoga. Mm-hmm. I think I heard Kate Hudson, who is uh, Kurt yes. Russell's stepdaughter, Give a testimony on a show she was doing with Bear Grylls that she was doing kundalini yoga, and I, I was shocked. I said, I know what kundalini is. They're harnessing the snake. It's the snake rising from the base of the spine. It's Satan. Yes. And they this kundalini awakening, they want to awaken the snake inside of them to rush up through their body and through their head. And many lose their minds when they go for the kundalini awakening. Folks, it's conjuring up Satan inside of them that has gotten in and it's in the church folks, just like the picture that was taken of the snake that had gotten in the birdhouse, And you know, sister Leslie, it wasn't in there just to relax. It was then there looking for its next. Absolutely. victim. Absolutely. A bird would go in there and it was going to eat the bird. Wasn't it?
1: Yes, it was. It sure was. It
0: was. Wait, back to you.
1: I mean, and when you said, you know, the yoga, the Kundalini yoga is so real. I mean, you know, Yes, there's you know there's different levels I, I know like of, of yoga, and then there's the kundalini yoga, which it's that's where they, they really have advanced, you know. But when we when we see the kundalini when it awakens, that again that spirit is so transferable to so many others, especially that are that are seeking. Um, to me, when they're seeking for the power of God, when they're seeking for something differently, different than what's just their normal everyday Christianity life. Uh, that's why they go to these revivals. They wanna, they wanna hear that that drum beat that, that just goes over and over and over like a uh, just puts you in a trance. And also they might have some just clacking, rattling type of uh, instruments. And it, again, it's it's a trance. It gets them into this trance. And when you see people with the kundalini when they do the kundalini yoga, and even when they're maybe they're it's it's kind of all. Together, really but when they're sitting in this position the yoga position they're you know and they have their fingers and their thumbs touching and they're they're closing their eyelids well then they can't even open their eyes at the end they can't fully open them and they're they're like they're like they're in a trance and they're like they're comatose almost and it takes them a while to come out of it then they they get to where they don't even want to they want to stay in that trance they want to stay in that position and um, they want to stay in that because they're feeling all kinds of um electricity energy and things like that going through them and like you said it's nothing but awakening that serpent you know satan inside of them and that's that's the worst of demonic spirits as far as i'm concerned it is one that wants to take over the church. He has snuck in in a bunch of different ways, yes, through New Age beliefs and gurus and even believing that it's okay to wear, for example, the the upside-down, you know, what they call the peace sign, which is upside-down broken cross. That's really what that is. You know, it's not a peace sign at all. But if he can get you with these little things and your teenage kids, you know, they want to wear that or they want to put it on their backpacks or you know that's uh nothing but just opening up and saying i you know i'm giving permission to the demonic to be in my home uh maybe the yin yang lang, yin yang for um the the jewelry that a kid might wear or even an adult might wear there's so much that we just put on our bodies that we don't even really pay attention to what we're doing or knowing that that's a a lie from the enemy, but it's just infiltrating in ever so slightly. But now it's fully awake in some revivals and some big churches. And even in a, I heard that the one, one of them that did um, the Brownsville revival, someone told me recently that, well, you know that he's repented and I, I really got so much out of that. And I said, you know, I haven't seen, and, and I, and maybe he has, but I, I, so I went online actually not long ago, month or two ago just to look at some of the messages that this man's putting out and his message to me wasn't making any sense but pretty soon yeah still people just break out in laughter so people were the camera would go on somebody just sliding right out from under a chair uh so it's really it you know you can say it all day long but you know if the evidence is still there you haven't changed but they're i guess people are just bored with what they're getting but you know they, they've they got to get past that i mean it's not the pastor's responsibility to keep them so you know um what's it called uh i guess being like you're watching a movie or something and entertained um you know that's not the responsibility matter of fact it's not even really the responsibility to have you saved it's your responsibility and it's your responsibility to know what the word of God says. But he says we're to fellowship one with another. We're supposed to come together and also learn from each other. Um, so I think that you know there's such a big move of mega churches and entertainment that goes on in the church to satisfy the flesh that people are so satisfied of the flesh they forget what Christianity is all about, in my opinion.
0: Sister Leslie? As you're doing a study on kundalini and these other subjects, um, what are the origins of kundalini? Am I correct that it actually goes back into modern-day Hinduism?
1: Yes, it's from modern-day Hinduism, yes. That's where it's originated from. Um, You know, in this next book I'm writing, and also the DVD that I've done on mysticism and kundalini in in the church it it gives you just the basics of some of the hindu gods um you know there's one of the main ones that um, uh, i'll talk about i guess right now is that there's the shiva and the shika and i want you to remember that word shika because it's it's one of those that that is real important to remember because shika you don't have the hinduism or the even Buddhist monks, even those, they'll, they'll have like a little tuft of hair on top of their head. Well, that means that they're, that it's going to pull them from Mount Maru or how you say that where, um, where it pulls them from the, the death grip because they, if they have that little tuft of hair on top of their head, then it's going to yank them right out and uh, pull them up to heaven. That's what it's going to do instead of keeping them in hell. So that's when you see that, that's what that means. Well, one of the, the, Uh, leaders of the Lakeland Revival and some of the other places that he'd gone, uh, Todd Bentley and his wife, Jessa, they were, if you ever watch anything on YouTube with that, they're they're with a different ministry now, but they, they were huge on Kundalini, so much so that, like I said, even their music was repetitious drums, drumming, just to get people into a trance. Um, you can see jessa bentley just thrashing her head back and forth i mean so fast that i don't even know how she was able to speak because it was thrashing so fast and so hard and that's what part of when the kundalini awakes in a person they talk it's it's they talk about how they have the kriyas and they start walking and they're jerking around. And that's one of the ways that you can tell when the Kundalini has awoken in somebody is by these Kriyas. And that's one thing about the the Kundalini Yoga that they desire and they want to get to because they know that that Kundalini, that serpent, has awoken inside of them. And so they can feel that Kriya going in up inside of their spine and, and uh, to the third eye, they would say. And, you know, they have arrived, right? So when it's transferable to somebody they don't know how to handle it and they begin to walk around like a chicken you know and they're jerking all over the place well uh, Jessica bentley just went she was telling about a dream that she had and she goes into her head thrashing back and forth so violently that i don't know how she couldn't have had a concussion seriously but you know the devil's there also to do miracle signs and wonders we can't forget that on healings, So just because someone says, well, I have a, the healing miracle ministry, you better check the rest of their fruits and how are they, um, you know, what are they doing? Watch how they're acting because if they're, if they, if they start jerking and thrashing and you see people barking, and you see them slithering, and you see people laughing uncontrollably, you better run out as fast as you can, because that's the demons. That's demonic. That's the awakening of the kundalini spirit, and it's being transferred to the people. You know, God is a God that does things decently and in order, correct? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah, so when he does things decently in order, do you think that the Holy Spirit is going to embarrass or do these kinds of things at his meetings, at his revivals? If we'll just use common sense, I think we'll start saying, "Mm, no, that doesn't sound like it's God to me. Well, if it doesn't sound like it's God, then it's not God. I mean, for a lot of things. So these Kriyas is what they call it starts awakening them and they can't even walk. She couldn't even she could speak. And she spoke through the microphone and it was it was legible. And I'm shocked to be able to say because that's a demon. It was demon speaking through her, of course. Well, she began to, um, show that. Well, at the end of her, her giving her dream and the interpretation of the dream, the very end, Todd Bentley yells out at the very last sentence, he goes, the very last word, he goes, "Shika," Kid you not. Wow. Yeah. And so it was, he was calling on the gods to, anyway, yeah, it, it's, it's real and it's frightening to me in some ways because, Christians are getting bound up in it, and, and actually when I did the School of the Prophets at the time, and I began to, I brought it to the our church, the, the people that I was training at the time, and I said, we're going to stop for a moment tonight, we're not going to go into some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we're going to talk about something that I have found disturbing, and I want to find out what y'all think. So I began to show my a video, and I think at that time I even had, you know, Jessa Bentley, and I said, here is some problems, and also um, Steve Storm, I think is his name, Strom. Strom, Steve, Steve Strom. He did a um, great little video clip of uh, and talked about the Kundalini, and I really got a lot of information from him too. And he shows people actually how they're walking, uh, what's going on in some of these churches, how they're thrashing their heads and banging them against different, you know, the floor and the wall and. Um, you know, all kinds of things like that. uh, Throwing themselves down, and it, it's 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 just really disheartening. So with
0: I saw a video, the one you're talking about, and she describes a dream she had the night before of an elephant.
1: Yes, that's it.
0: And then she begins to whip her head back and forth so fast, folks.
1: Yeah. Mhm.
0: I almost saw another face.
1: I did too. In the- I did too. Did you? Yes, I did.
0: And. That elephant that she was talking about is tied into Hinduism. They have an elephant they worship called Ganesha. Right. I've actually seen it here on the island of Bali because this is predominantly Hindu here. And we were driving down the road, and there's temples in every corner. And right out there in front of the temple was their elephant god, Ganesha. Yes. And that is what they're doing. They're breaking out into a conniption fit, if you will. This is not the Holy Spirit of God. And this is not fresh fire from the Holy Spirit. This is fresh fire from hell that you're seeing manifesting in many of these places. And I've seen pictures of the the Hindus that will uh, be possessed by these demons, the snakes, snake spirits, Mm -hmm. and they begin to whip around like that. And you see what was going on there that day with her. That's not the Holy Spirit of God. That's an unholy spirit, a counterfeit manifesting. And when the Holy Spirit falls on people, they don't bark like dogs, folks.
1: No, they don't. Okay. Right. They don't slither around like a snake. They don't do any of that kind of thing. And they don't laugh uncontrollably. As a matter of fact, okay. um, you know, some people I know mimic this or they've seen some things on T V or they've heard about it. And I know that. But sometimes in well, I'll 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 just speak from my experience. But there's one time I was um ministering in in Baltimore in a at a church that they had me in And this was really somewhat before I knew too much about the Kundalini, but I knew enough how the Holy Spirit really operated in the body of Christ. And so I'm ministering and I'm talking and I'm whatever the topic was at the time. And all of a sudden this guy in the back of the room, he just, he just flings backwards and goes through several rows of chairs and then he starts just laughing uncontrollably and then he starts speaking in tongues really loud and i can i just rebuked that spirit out of him and i commanded to leave in the name of jesus to get out and i said to that man either that demon gets out of you right now and goes or you go out with it and when i did that his eyes he opened up his eyes and you know it was just it was a distraction it was trying to cause all the tension to go to him you know, all kinds of things. And so I talked to him later on afterwards and I said, you need to not ever do that again. I don't know if you were mimicking somebody that you saw. And I said, but you allowed that to disrupt the whole service, to draw attention to yourself. And I said, you need to repent from that right now in the name of Jesus. And I began to minister to him a little bit more and he began to cry. And, you know, and he was just, he was floored that I would call him out. Because the church just apparently will let it happen. Oh, that's just the Holy Ghost upon him. No, we were having Holy Ghost at the front up here. we were talking and we were ministering and we were giving Amen. information to the people, the you know, the distractions and the disruptive spirits. That's not God. He doesn't just throw somebody at the back and cause a distraction like that to get everybody away from the godly teaching that's going on. You know, we, we can't just allow that to happen. Um, recently we had somebody in our church that came and they were there visiting and he, this man just all of a sudden just in the, towards the end of the praise and worship just started screaming and dancing around and throwing himself on the, at the front by the, the pulpit on the floor and rolling around and just causing, what? you know, causing, um, a scene. And I looked at our, which you know, them blue and soon he young. And I uh, pointed at them and (laughs) said, get him out of here. I'm not going to let that. Yes, he needs deliverance. He needs ministry. I get all that. But it's not going to disrupt what the flow of God is at that time. Just not going to happen. Not in my church. And that's that's not that was not the place. It was not the time. Yes, that man needs some help. You know, he needs some deliverance. But he was used to doing that at his church. You're used to thinking that well, if I fall down and I scream and holler and roll and yell, then you know I'm really filled with the Holy Spirit. No, no, you're not. You're full of demons. You're full of demons.
0: That so. sounds like a two-year-old pitching a temper <laughs> tantrum.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't think of that I got a two-year-old grandson, and you're exactly right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Folks, it's sad, but people have been bush, uh, bushwhacked. And they're being told that this is the Holy Spirit of God. That's not the Holy Spirit of God. That's another spirit that is uh manifesting in somebody and these people need deliverance. When you see someone break out into convulsion fits, they yeah. probably need deliverance, folks.
1: Absolutely. You because, know, and, and at the time, like if it's in a church setting, there should be some some that you have appointed in the church ushers to help get a person in a back room and take care of it, but you know, Amen. you don't just disrupt the whole service for that. But, yes, that person did need deliverance, and I'm, not, I'm, and I'm all for that. You know that I am.
0: Oh, absolutely. And what you're highlighting here is that, hey, um, this is being accepted as the norm and that this is the Holy Spirit, and this is what happens <laughs> when the Holy Spirit falls, that people will begin to do these gyrations. Folks, this is another spirit. You're seeing kundalini infiltration of these churches. The snake has gotten into the church, and that's not how God operates. He's, he's a God of order. He does not do these things that you see done in the Hindu nations when they're possessed by demons. Your head does not whip around 90 to nothing. That's right. Uh, deliverance with a lady here in my house here in Bali. And, sister, the demon manifested And she began to slither on the floor and went in the direction of my kitchen table. Mm -hmm. And I had to grab her because she was going under the table and pull her back. And then she broke out into a a perfect Tai Chi pose, like a Tai Chi kung fu mask. I thought I was watching one of these uh, (laughs) Chinese kung fu movies. And I I was uh, dumbfounded there for a minute. Um, But let me get back to this individual Todd Bentley real quick. Um, So, very sad. He was involved in deliverance at one time. I think he maybe started out right. I don't know. But then I saw something that I knew was not of God. He divorces his wife, has an affair with that girl, remarries her, covers his body with tattoos, and goes around punching people. Absolutely. And I think he hurt his mother, too. Um, That's not of God. And I don't know what he's doing now. He's sporting a red beard. I think he looks like a troll like one of the troll babies that they sell <laughs> over there at McDonald's. What's going on with that long red beard? Oh, Can right. you somebody help with that? <laughs> uh, and I'm not here to throw him under the bus. He needs serious deliverance. You don't want that man laying hands on you. You will probably get the kundalini demon. He's teamed up with another guy, and I can't even remember his name, but he has something called the School of the Mystics. He's yeah, also shaved his head, and he's sporting a beard like that.
1: Yes. Uh, you know, there's he, he was with Rick Joyner for a while. Now, um, I don't know for sure, but the person you just described is John Crowder. And that that's guy the- is the stupidest guy. He's an idiot. He's an absolute idiot. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even sorry to say that. I will say it over and over and over again. He really is. I mean, he has the school of the mystics and he, um, you know, the, and I'm sure if, if that's, if, uh, does that sound like who it is that you think that he's,
0: oh, that was him. I know for a fact. Yeah. Um, that's him and I've seen some video. He'll just he'll be talking then all of a sudden begin to shake uncontrollably yes. or
1: laugh. Yes. He that yeah,
0: demon he, drops into him. Back absolutely.
1: He will also act like he's smoking he calls it Jehovah Wanna. Uh he also oh, yeah. acts like he's yep. shooting up heroin in his veins, which is like he's shooting up Jesus in his veins. Um he says we're gonna ride on the mystic carpets and you know, I mean, and millions of people follow this guy. He does the teaches about the grave sucking. Um, there's also, you know, um, the Bethel Church. Be careful because, you know, they're into a lot of lying signs and wonders. They're into mysticism. Also, um, you know, it's all intertwined together like the kundalini. I mean, they're into levitation. Um, you know, the scriptures. Well, let me just read Second Thessalonians Two nine wow. through twelve, I think it says, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved, and for this cause shall God send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they might all be damned, who believe not the truth, but have pleasure and unrighteousness, and at this church, this Bethel Church. You know, one of the things that they do, they talk about the the gold dust falling from the ceiling, or the feathers falling from the ceiling, the 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 jewels falling from heaven. And the, but they also have other teaching out there that gets people into contemplative prayer, blanking their mind, thinking on things that they desire and want. Just like what I talked about, the Rosicrucians do. Just like it. There's another one that's a. um a big prayer place to go to in Kansas City, the same thing. And he says, I even have excerpt, excerpts from him saying, you know, we are into mysticism. We want the mystics to come. And people go, I, they they tell me, man, I've been there because, you know, it was talking about a prayer place to go. And, and they said, you're right. I mean, they had us stare at candles. They had us blank our minds. And it's all new age, but it's more than that. It's mysticism. I mean, when you say new age, that doesn't even sound so bad sometimes now. I mean, because it's so much worse. It's absolutely horrible what's going on. But people, again, they're searching for something. They did not know that it was a lie. They did not know it wasn't truth. And they get caught up in the sensationalism of it and also the emotional part of it and also the entertainment value of it that they they want more and they 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 just desire more Then they have hands laid on them. They get this transfer to them and they can't get out of this vicious cycle, this damnation cycle that they're in. That's what they are. They're in a damnation cycle because they want this paranormal things, these activities going on and they, they believe it's God when it's really a lie. It's a lying signs and wonders and the devil will be there. He will, he will get you so caught up into it and he wants to grab you, uh, teach you things, show you things that, that are not of God, and all the while you're believing that's just the Holy Spirit and how wonderful God is to just drop these jewels and everything to your hands. It's just a lying signs of wonder, and he'll do miracles. He'll do healings. The devil will, just to get, your, just get you caught up in his grip. Sister
0: Leslie, you are preaching the truth tonight, folks. Sister Leslie Johnson, Prophet Leslie Johnson, of the Prophecy Club tonight is exposing kundalini mysticism in the church. And it's high time that we expose this, folks, because many are coming in and they think this is God. This is the Holy Spirit, that this is of Jesus and that this is normal. It's not normal, folks. We have not done the job we need to do, and we've allowed the enemy to get in. And it says when you break the hedge, I just thought about this, the viper will bite. Sister, have we broken the hedge in the church and the kundalini viper is biting? Um, let me throw this into the mix tonight. You mentioned Bethel Church. Well, there was a group that they brought in, and I think that they're still aligned with. It's called Christ Alignment from Australia, and they have a thing called the Destiny Card Readings. And they're going into these psychic fairs, and they said, well, we're going in there and just, you know, bringing people to Christ, using things that maybe they're used to using in the occult. No, folks, we cannot win people using occult tools. They've got a thing called uh, your animal card reading, Sister De- Leslie, or you can choose the color card reading. And I'm looking at a picture of this, and this is like a fortune teller. I'm doing a tarot card reading, and they'll get you on a the table then lay the cards out. It says, many people sympathize with animals, and in a reading – Using these cards, three will be visualized in the encounter. The meaning of the animal will have great significance to the client and could give deep insight to life issues and feelings. And they have the seer cards, the color cards, the love destiny cards. Look at this website, christalignment.org. This is witchcraft. And they're doing tarot card readings. And they say, well, we have people that are gifted, and they've drawn pictures of angels, and they've got you know, animals, animals. Well, in the occult, they have animal guides, yep. spirit guides. Spirit, yep,
1: spiritism. Yep.
0: Spiritism. Folks, we don't read our future using hmm. a, a card. You want to know the future? Go to the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't go to a psychic and have them use an occult tool. They, they've they given another name, and they say Christ alignment cards. There's no such thing as Christian tarot cards or Christian Ouija board. <laughs> People losing their mind, Sister Leslie?
1: Well, you know we are to renew our minds with christ and we're not doing that um we're not trying to restore our minds with the word of god we're not trying to renew that right spirit within me because we're so caught up into trying to do um you know the quick way or you know the drive through you know get it to me quickly type of thing instead of um taking the time to read the word and It's really, really scary. I mean, they, you know, going back to like John Crowder and also Bethel, I mean, we talked about this, I think, last time, is that they, they really encourage people to do the grave sucking, which is so stupid. You know, like going and sucking up the, they think they're sucking up the spirit of some kind of well-known, uh, maybe minister that's passed away and, uh, Catherine Kuhlman or something like that, you know, wanting to lay on the grave and if they'll just soak up their, that, that person's spirit inside of them. You know things are just beginning to be so abnormal out there, but yet people go and they they do it, and it's it's really sad. But I mean, they're... they will make
0: the graves and they will try to suck out somebody's anointing, folks. Um, that's not in the Word of God. What about uh, John Crowder? It's called toking the ghost. Yep. They have a sure a little symbol, of baby Jesus, yep. and they baby suck Jesus. out like
1: the... mm-hmm. yep. They're taking a hit. I told you he's he, that's right. I told you he's an idiot. He um he um I mean gets um like to cause, Yeah, toking the ghost and then they'll do like uh they'll, they'll have like vodka uh like instead of they'll have vodka, you know, like they're drinking vodka but it's they're saying it's vodka, all these things. And one of the things that he said is he found Jesus on an acid trip. Uh mm well, <laughs> you know oh. you, you ought to be you ought to be uh red flags ought to go off real quick. you know one of the things that's kind of interesting when I did this talk on Kundalini spirit in my church and mysticism in my church, one of our um church members I didn't know, but he videotaped me talking it was before I did the d v d and he put it out on YouTube before you know we even knew well John Crowder, apparently somebody sent that to him and there's um you find it on youtube i'd have to get the place where to find it right now but maybe i can send it to you later but he (laughs) he said like 12 times in this youtube when he had some other people that he was referring to too but he put me on his his video on youtube like 12 times because i kept saying red flag here's another red flag here's another red flag and he was trying to make fun of me and mimic me like as if I look like the stupid one. I thought you are the one that's so stupid. You're the one that looks just ridiculous out here, you know. Stu- uh, you know, act like you're smoking baby Jesus here. I mean, really? And you're trying to make me look like I'm the one that's that's silly here or crazy or making fun of me. But I thought that was one of the the greatest compliments I could have ever received. Was really getting under his skin. <laughs> that was okay with me.
0: I managed to get a uh, Facebook message to both Bentley and Crowder back when I was on Facebook actively. And I think I got uh, Bentley so angry, he says, don't ever contact me again. <laughs> Crowder, though, he tried to use the word. He said, uh, well, do you believe the word of God is true? I said, yes. He says, well, then, where he says, if your brother asks your your coat, give it to him. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm asking for your car. Give me your car.
1: Oh, brother. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Well, first of all, hey, you know, somebody might problem, say. Brother, Back Do, to you. No, so, say that last sentence I heard. I didn't hear you.
0: I said, um, if he said he found Jesus on acid, he's telling the truth, but he found another Jesus, That's another exactly gospel. Right. It's not Jesus Christ in yeah. the Bible.
1: Back That's to you. Right. That's right. You know, when, somebody might say, well, Leslie, you know, have you gone to the brother? You know, like it says, what, Matthew um, 18, 18, whatever it is. Stan can tell me the scripture, but how, you know, go to the brother And, you know, if he doesn't repent, you know, you take another and then you take another. If they don't, you go take it for the church. I said, the problem is that this is not my brother. This is not my Christian brother. He is, you know, he's operating under a demon and a a lie, a false religion. This is not my brother that represents Jesus Christ. He can say the name Jesus. For goodness sakes, the Muslims say they believe in Jesus. It's not our Jesus. Come on. I mean, so I don't. I don't have to go and get his, you know, permission or his bringing him before the church or if he hasn't repented. I don't have to do that because he is not a believer in Jesus Christ. And just like you said, he might have found Jesus, but it's not the right Jesus and not the true Jesus.
0: We're live tonight with prophet Leslie Johnson. Um, Leslie sent me a preview of the chapters in this upcoming book, and I'm looking at this. I want to buy 25 copies right now. Uh,
1: (laughs) It's going to be be really awesome.
0: That's going to blow the cover off of Satan in the church who's infiltrated. Like that snake that got into the birdhouse.
1: Yeah, you can't get that out of your head either, can you? It is pretty profound. Pretty profound.
0: God was showing you all something that is in the church now. And the snake is waiting there for that bird to get in there and it's going to eat him we got a snake waiting for new converts to Christ to grab them and pull them off into worship of demons because that's what the Hindus do, a billion of them. My neighbors do. They burn incense to the gods, their gods,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: demon Mm gods. Let me ask you a question. Have you also seen some of this infiltrating the church where – and I used to be an herbal supplement manufacturer. I I take uh, vitamins and supplements. I think there's some good stuff out there, but there's a group. That's got off into some new age practice, and they're talking about the chakras. Mm-hmm. They're using colors like green, and that's tied into kundalini too. The third yeah, eye sure and is. the awake, <clears throat> right?
1: That's right. That's the chakra opening, opening up. That sixth sense, you know, um, is what they call it, and that's that's a kundalini. That's where they want it. They want to reach to that, so that they get that sixth sense or that third eye chakra opened up and once they can get that then they can become working on to become that god you know their their own god um th- you know a lot of them they might seem to have a a power on them and they might seem to have a lot of things go their way but it's not going to be long for before they're going to realize how big of a mistake they have made um and you know, just I pray their eyes are open because it's very, very demonic. Whatever. They
0: talk about balancing the energies, um, aligning your your chakras. Um,
1: <clears throat>
0: there's a New Age practice that uh, many may have had contact with too. It's uh, Reiki. Have yes. you done any?
1: Research along the way on Reiki? I have. um, It'll be in one of the the following books that I'll be doing. Like I said, I'm going to be doing a series on the air of the church, uh, Reiki, and also um, uh, acupuncture. You know, there's things that we are allowing, you know, the Eastern religions bringing it in. And as Christians, we can say, well, maybe I'll just pray over it or I won't believe what I'm doing is really bad. And, you know, it's not you can't just say that, you know, you have to realize you're opening a door for the devil to say he has the rights over you your family and then it'll cause a strong delusion for you to believe but there's a lot of things out there that people are doing that's you know not not of god it's not the right thing to do
0: they're counterfeits of uh the true holy spirit you know you want to be filled with the holy spirit of god not the unholy spirit of kundalini folks um there's healing in the church, so the laying on of hands, Mark 16. Satan also has his demonic operators out there laying their hands on on you and could be imparting the evil spirit, you know, using occult tools to tell your future instead of going to the Holy Spirit and his true prophets. Uh,
1: yeah, they get into astrology, you know, and any time you go that route and you open that door, man the devil has a grip on it on you and it's hard to let go as a teenager you know i admit that i i thought i didn't really believe in it so much i just thought that astrology was the coolest thing you could you know you could read your horoscope and see what's going to happen next week or tomorrow or you know am i going to have a boyfriend you know (laughs) it was so stupid but you know things like that and I kid you not. If you have in in magazines, even though I've been, I have repented. I have let this go many, many, many years ago. That I, I um, if there's a magazine and it has it in there, it's like it wants me to stop. Still to this day, I'm like, nope. It's just like you know, I, I haven't been. I, I've never smoked pot or done any kind of drugs like that. So it's like that doesn't even phase me. do not even. There's no any desire. But somebody that has they've been they've been delivered from it. I tell you that what the devil will try to get you back into his grip so fast. You know, just read one more, just smoke one more puff, or just you know whatever the, whatever it may be, so that he can get you again. And every time I was like, "What are you doing this?" I rebuke you in the name of Jesus and go on. I am like, "No," you know. But but truthfully, if you opened a door, it's going to try to and you've closed it. It's going to try to reopen again, over and over and over again. And it's a battle, you know, goes a battle that goes on in the mind.
0: It's true, folks. And we break that hedge of Viper Bites. It wants to get in and bring defilement in your life. And when you open the door to demons, they'll come in and bring their friends. They want to set up a stronghold there. We're exposing things that should not be in the church, but are. It's time to clean house. Before you continue, may I read some of your chapter headings for people? Uh, sure. So. Folks, I'm excited about this book that she's working on. Uh, some of the things that she's going to cover in this book is Chapter 1, of course, Why Is There a Snake in the House? It goes into the Kundalini spirit, New Age, Universalism, All Religions. Chapter 2 is going to be talking about glittery clouds, lying signs and wonders. Uh, she exposes you know, believing lies of the enemy with apparitions. We're seeing a lot of that. People talking about they're seeing apparitions. Um, gods and goddesses of Hinduism. To think that the Hindu religion infiltrated church Folks, it's sickening, but it's true And that's what you're seeing These outward manifestations of people And their demons who are worshipping other gods That's idolatry, folks It's against the Ten Commandments To worship the Hindu god of Ganesha, for example Like that sister Well, it's not my sister But that lady who was um, doing in the church there Again, how about demonic objects brought in the home uh, you are going to contemplative prayer or centering prayer, exposing Sheikah, falling angels, pantheism. These are just some of the subjects in this book. Let me stop and ask you, when do you think this book is going to be ready? I want to order 25 copies. <laughs>
1: uh, it's actually going to an editor tomorrow. So I'm hoping wow. um, probably, you know, within a month I can have, hopefully before then, but we'll just see how, because it won't be... It'll maybe be a hundred pages or so. So it'll be a thin book because I want to try to do a series of the different errors in the church. Um, and this will just be one of them, the first one. And so hopefully it won't take too long for editing. And I, I you know, since I am very prophetic and prophet, I kind of make it difficult for the editors because I always put the end of the sentence first. Now I can speak fine usually, but I mean, but when I'm writing, apparently, I'm constantly putting the end before the the end of the sentence before the first. And it's just, it's like it's a nightmare. They're like, Leslie, you know, it's like when I'm listening to you speak and minister and, and talk, everything's great. But when you go to write, it's like your prophet anointing comes in and you're doing the end. It's just like I always know and have seen, um, what the picture of my book will look like before I even begin to write. Always, always see the end product before I see the first part. Oh. And it's almost like that's how I know uh, that I'm to write another book. And that that's what happened to it. It's, it's, but I'm thinking, I'm hoping within a month, maybe before, we'll work on it. We'll try to get it out soon. I'm excited about it. I want to have it in time for the crusade and also maybe one more on the Shekinah Glory how that's a falseness too, and, um, a lying, <laughs> a lie. Well,
0: I'm glad you brought that term up because I had a question about that. Before I make that point, um, this is going to be an exciting book. Do you think that you'll be putting a picture of the snake in the birdhouse in the book?
1: I'm going to probably use, um, like I said at the beginning, like a little white chapel on a hill. Um, yes. But with, the uh, and my daughter's working on the graphics right now actually for me, but with, um, you know the snake, like you could see, like going in through a window on the side, but maybe the the Kundalini head out the, at the door. It'll definitely be you'll definitely know there's a snake in that church. <laughs> but so the, that the, the, was, what the Kundalini looks that, like?
0: Or to see that exposed, because the, if that's not an exi, uh, a true picture of what's going on in church, I don't know what is. Um, let me throw this out here now. If any of these actors or actresses are tuning in and, hey, I'm incorrect, well, then I invite you to come on the show and tell me this isn't so. But I'm looking at some pictures here. Let me just throw some people out here that are have been in the past, maybe still current yoga practitioners. David Beckham, Jessica Biel. And I'm looking at some pictures of these celebrities carrying their yoga mat. Here's Matthew McConaughey. He's on the beach in a yoga pose. we got Jennifer Astin, Russell Brand. He's carrying his mat. Kate Hudson, she's the girl that was in the kundalini yoga that uh, gave her testimony on a Bear Grylls show. I I said, no way. Kundalini? She's doing it? How about Justin Timberlake? He's in, I think, a a bow to heaven pose. We got Giselle Boonkin standing on her head. We got Ryan Gosling. He says it keeps him in shape. Lady Gaga, Adam Levine. Madonna is well-known for busting out yoga moves on stage. The Queen of Pop loves a good challenge, and her advanced practice proves the sky's the limit. we got Jerry, Jeremy Piven, Orlando Bloom carrying his mat. Robert Downey Jr., very sad. I liked him as an actor. we got Reese Witherspoon carrying her mat. Colin Farrell, um, he likes to balance himself out by hitting the mat. Beyonce, striking spontaneous yoga poses. Tom Hanks, Jess Galba. Her favorite workouts are hot yoga and yoga sculpt. Russell Simmons, he claims to be a Christian. He um, says, the beauty of the practice of yoga is that it teaches you how to take those precious seconds of stillness and link them to seconds to minutes to a lifetime of enlightenment. I could go on. Here's one more. I'll read it. It says, uh, Sting, he's in a yoga post, says, an avid Ashtanga yogi, Sting credits his yoga practice to keeping him young. Quote, if anything, it's reversing my aging process. I can now do things with my body that I wouldn't even have thought possible when I was an athletic stranger. And uh, I heard him even give a testimony of he's entered into that other yoga practice um, um, where they wrote books on uh, sexual positions, Tantra. Yeah. And I'm just going to put it out there. He'll get into these positions, and he says he can go into uh, orgasm for hours and days. Folks, Mm. this is sick. But this is a sampling of the people that are praised and idolized out there, musicians, actors and actresses. Folks are not your role model that you want to follow. You follow them, you go right into the steps and lead down into hell. You cannot be a Christian witch. It's incompatible. How can we be a Christian uh, practitioner of yoga, which is a Hindu religion? God says, you shall have no other gods before me. This is idolatry. It's witchcraft. Some may be in it because of ignorance. Well, if you're ignorant, we got a book you need to read by the Yogi Master, which proves once and for all that each position worships a Hindu demon. It's incompatible. We've got to repent of these things, okay, before the spirit leaves the body. And there's many that are involved in this, and we got between now and the time you die, or Jesus comes back to get it right and repent. Because if you die in these sins, you're not going to make it into heaven. Nope. Just as it says, drunkards shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Fornicators, adulterers, homosexuals. But such were some of you, but you have repented. I'm paraphrasing now. You're no longer doing these things. You've renounced them. Folks, if you're doing these things, you need to renounce them. Because it's opening you up for demonic attack. And I'm here to tell you that demons come in and they kill, steal, and destroy. That's their nature. You don't want to open the gate to these demons, into your life, doing these occult practices. You don't want the kundalini awakening. You want to get that demon out in the name of Jesus. Amen to that. There's a movie people should watch. It's called uh, The Island of Dr. Moreau with Marlon Brando. And you see where they have these half-human, half-animal creatures. And Marlon, he controls them with a little device. And if they get out of order, he zaps them and there's a scene where he zaps them, and everybody's on the ground breaking out into seizures. I said, that's like I've seen in some of these churches. Now, there's people being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, that's of God, prophesying, okay? Um, But what I'm seeing, which they call the Holy Spirit, that's a counterfeit, and it's very shameful. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? And if we don't bring light to this, then we're going to think, well, that's acceptable behavior. And, you know, that person next to you, they're just being filled with the power of God, and they're flipping around like a fish out of water. <laughs> that's right. the last one to want to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. But, folks, we need to call it like it is. There's some things that are masquerading as the Holy Spirit that are not. Will the Holy Spirit make someone flop like a fish out of water?
1: No. I'm just asking. No. Absolutely not. Matter of fact, let me give you some of the – uh Kunalini manifestations when the it wakes because you'll Ish. see how some of it's, it's definitely counterfeit and then I'll tell you how the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit is is active in someone's life. So here's some Kundalini manifestations. Uh some you some of you might experience smells, taste, hearing or seeing things that you've not experienced before. They may experience the body hairs being raised, which you know we sometimes as, as Christians we know that the Holy Spirit sometimes reacts the same way but we have to know again some of the differences also you might experience involuntary jerks called kriyas and that's one of the main things you can see in the body of christ those that have been have the kundalini operating in in them versus the holy spirit when they're when they're operating under the kundalini they'll begin to jerk and they begin to have involuntary jerks and their head might be shaking or their body might be shaking uncontrollably they have no control over it that's not the holy spirit and so that's one way that you can you know sense it and find it and see it right away maybe in um, the person with the kundalini manifestation they'll be kriyas they'll feel like there's electricity shocks going up and down through their body especially the spine uh, without holding the breath, their breathing may stop for moments of time. Uh, chanting is a desire, man, and they want to do it. And it comes uh, such as chanting the om, you know. Um, I'll tell you a story about that here in just a minute. It was pretty funny. Uh, you will find that your mind becomes blanked often. Uh, they'll experience an energy going up the spine of the body. This energy will become addictive. You'll desire the sensation. Your eyes will focus on the third eye chakra, which is desiring to see the sixth sense a uh, levitation will occur during meditation and you will not feel your body leave because your mind is blanked after you spent time in meditation you'll be at, in a trance and will not be able to open your eyes immediately your trance will only open up part way uh you'll feel as if you've had a godly experience and received great intuition and perception after you spent time in deep meditation you'll feel an outburst of energy that's one reason that this uh this this uh kundalini yoga is so is so desirable for some because they have such energy after it's done because of what's flowing through them, that serpents, that's come, that's come awake. You'll want to speak to others wanting to share your insight. Uh, you'll be drawn to yoga, desire to do kundalini yoga. And when you do the kundalini yoga, the positions will be without pain or extraordinarily little pain, and you feel energized. You'll have many dreams of seeing snakes. And then we have, and I, don't forget, let me forget, I want to tell you a cute little story that happened to me with ohm um, you'll you'll have the Holy Spirit's manifestations. You'll speak in an unknown tongue. You'll have a greater love for Christ. You will have a greater love for God's Word. You will have a strong desire to save the lost. You will experience a greater boldness. There will be an exuberating experience of feeling of liberty and freedom. When witnessing power comes upon you to minister to the person, sometimes there'll be a sweet, savoring smell of the Lord. You'll just, It'll stir up the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are inside of you like... Uh, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, uh healing, miracles, prophesying to someone, discerning of spirits, and then also tongues and interpretation of tongues. You may have a sensation of warm hands, especially when the, the, the gift of healing is present. You'll have a desire and then the transfer the anointing. Um, sometimes the presence of the, like a gentle, just very gentle electric flow to the, from the tips of the fingers you'll feel, or you'll experience, but not like an electrical shock going up the spine. Uh, the mind will desire to be renewed by the word of God. You'll receive dreams and visions of the, from the Lord with the interpretation. You'll realize that the gifts and callings of God upon your life is revealed and you'll desire to have it fulfilled. You'll be, um, aware naturally as well as, as well as supernaturally in the surroundings that you're in. Uh, you'll receive a chastening of the Lord on a regular basis. <laughs> so that's when you really know that you're listening to the Holy Spirit because the Lord does chasten those that he loves. Um, you may have a, an emotional reaction, especially early on on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's when you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there's not an emotional a reaction, But it's later on when you're experiencing that just with you and the Lord by yourself. Uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, when you're operating on the anointing of the Lord, um, of the Holy Spirit, it's like there's no pain, there's no fear. You're able to minister, you'll be able to speak, you're able to, you know, just feel his presence through the whole time. And then the anointing of the Holy Spirit gives strength, endurance, and powerful perception. And then revelation of the Holy Spirit that cannot be from a person's own mind. It has to come It's a revelation knowledge that comes from the Lord. So, like I promised, let me tell you a little story about uh, the chanting of Om. I I don't, I might have said this last time, but it's, it's a, it's a story I like to tell. I was in um, the gym and I like to do water aerobics. Did I tell you this story before? Shannon, do you remember? No, ma'am. Okay, let me. I guess it doesn't really matter because it's a good one anyway. So I was in, I I like to do water aerobics and have for years. Of course, right now, with COVID, we haven't been able to do that. But this one particular time after uh, water aerobics, I would, uh, every time I'd go three to four times a week, I would go in the sauna afterwards. And, um, and I really, I worked up to like just being able to stay 30 minutes, sometimes just 10 minutes. But, you know, you stay in there just because, it really boosts what, you know, just the pain. So I don't have so much pain from exercising and things like that. I just, I enjoy going in there. So a couple of times I saw this, um, man from India and he and I would be the only one in the, the sauna. But this one particular day I went in there and that, and I saw him sitting in his like the, the yoga pose and, but he was just sitting there, just looking at me. He wasn't, he hadn't gone into the chanting or anything like that at that point. And so I walked in. I put my towel down, got ready to, to sit down. And when I did, I turned and looked at him, and he was had his eyes closed. He had his um, his thumb and his middle finger connected, and he was sitting in his yoga pose. And he started to go, oh, oh. And so I was like, ugh. I'm not going to get any kind of relaxation in here today. And I started to pick up my towel and leave, and I thought, wait a minute. If he's going to praise his God and give, you know, all the glory to his God right now, I'm going to do the same in here. So it's just he and I. So while I was in the sauna, I started speaking in tongues and I was just doing quietly under my breath because he was still kind of doing it quietly. Well, he got louder. So I got louder. He got louder than I got really loud. And before long, he opens up his eyes. He looks at me. And he grabs his towel, and he, not kidding, he ran, ran out of that sauna, ran out. (laughs) He couldn't be around the Holy Spirit. It was like, whoa. I never, ever saw that man again. Not one time in the gym after that again. It just kicked that demon right out, and I was happy (laughs) for it. (laughs) And I was like, thank you, Lord, for allowing just he and I there because, you know, it was a battle going on, and thank you, Lord, you won. <laughs> so, but anyway, but you that know, was so, something. Uh,
0: that's that's hilarious, and that's the truth, folks. The true power of God will make people r- run out of there. Um, you know, I was raised in a church. Both my grandfathers <laughs> were uh, Church of God pastors, you know, with a church based up at Lee College, Cleveland, Tennessee. So, of course, I can vouch that uh, we believe in speaking in tongues. Now, I'm not a member of the Church of God, but growing up, I would go to his church, and uh, speaking tongues, prophesying, uh, singing the songs about there's power in the blood. And we would see people come up to the altars and the, the Holy spirit fall on them and they would weep and God would begin to heal their hearts. Um, we've seen people, you know, get so excited or now they would run around the church. I've seen that. I think that's okay. <laughs>
1: right. He's right. the
0: Lord. But, uh, I didn't see anybody flipping around like a fish or whipping their head like that. No. And I'm thinking, that's foreign. Um, But that is what it is. It's foreign. Worship of foreign gods in other lands. They've come to America. They've infiltrated the church. And many churches have become compromised. And so you need to know the truth here because the truth will set us free. And you can be on guard against these things that are not God but other spirits manifesting as true God and his Holy Spirit. Uh, some are worshiping, as Paul said, another Jesus, another gospel. And so um, if we don't expose these things and people are going to think it's all right, this is this is God and this is the norm. It's not the normal, folks. Um, this is not normal. But we're seeing it like never before. And you need to be on guard for this stuff. Witchcraft is infiltrating the church. Um, that's, a, that's a funny story. And um, I think Ohm is that's the name of one of the demons that uh, they they invoke in their mantras. I, I heard that when you get involved in it, they give you a, a word to keep repeating and you focus on that. And uh, the late Wynne Worley used to say, um, watch out for not only this, but also transcendental meditation. Yep. He called it instant insanity, you know, where you're blanking out your mind. And they've been using that, sadly, sister Leslie. Um as a treatment for many people coming back from the wars, they would put them into transcendental meditation. That's the last thing they need, folks, is open themselves up for more attack.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: This stuff is sad. New Age has infiltrated um, the church. Uh, one other thing I was going to mention, um, well, it escaped me. It'll come back later. But point is, is uh, I'm really enjoying tonight. If you're just joining us, Prophet Leslie Johnson in the house, prophecyclub.com. Leslie, back over to you. Please keep going.
1: Okay, well, you know, one thing that I think that we also need to be aware of, because you just said like new age, new age, and witchcraft, and all that has has infiltrated into the church, and you know, we're starting to speak words that we don't even realize. And you hear people as Christians say some of these words because maybe they just hear it from somebody, and it sounds like, wow, that's uh, pretty powerful, like um, you know, a higher consciousness. Now, you know, that's nothing but a new age word uh god consciousness um spiritual I'm real spiritual or spirituality you know just be careful careful saying I'm very spiritual because that's actually a new age term why don't we say I'm a believer I um I uh I'm a christian you know I believe Jesus is my lord and savior those that's how we're supposed to talk not saying some of these new age words you know we have some so called prophets out there right now that are saying there's a, a global conscious, there's a global awakening, you know, all these it's like red flags just go off in me immediately and you know, God is changing things. Well God says I change not. You know, he's like there's a new wave of change coming, all these kinds of things. That's that's very new age, very guruish type of talk here. Um Stan and I were in um Malaysia actually about exactly a year ago today actually and we were ministering to Prophet, no, excuse me. We were ministering to ministers, pastors from Sri Lanka, and of course they're in, in um, uh, Kuala Lumpur, but also from Sri Lanka, and then also from uh, some places in India. And they they came for to get some training. And there was about uh, eight of us ministers that were speaking for a week, taking turns speaking there. And when I went, before I went. The minister that invited us to come he goes i want you to speak on kundalini (laughs) and i'm saying well i'm bringing my bodyguard with me because you just put me in (laughs) kundalini haven here are you kidding me okay no i'm not afraid but absolutely and um and he says the only thing is there's there's two people in your because he saw my dvd there's two people i'd rather you can talk about them but not share their name because a lot of them that's very those people are very important to them and i said i can do that i can expose a lot you know they'll figure it out so anyway so after the at the end of the conference the last um little bit last hour the leader of this organization that was taking place and these the group of people that were there he was like just taking some testimonies from the people. And it was, it was pretty funny because here I'm ministering to those that came out of Hinduism and I'm speaking about the Kundalini and they haven't really just really let go of this yet. Right. They haven't, they, they haven't had their eyes open at this point too much. They're very baby. I mean, the only thing they preach from and teach from and for years is just from, from the book of Acts. That's all they do. That's the only thing they know. And, you know, they, they need to be trained for sure. But so they're saying, you know, uh, my family still in Kundal, is, is, is still in Hinduism. And, and Leslie's just, you know, scared us about this, this snake, this python. And you showed pictures and it's going up the back, the spine. And, you know, our, my eyes are really open. And, you know, I was so happy that they were receiving it. They were really getting it and they wanted to be so free. So later at the end of that conference, you know, man, I had people just everywhere. We were just praying for people and and kicking it out, and and I was just I was so happy that they caught it, they got it, and they didn't want to have anything else to do with it. And they're taking it home to their people, and they're going to share. And I pray that they did and and get people free, and then they'll have generations of people being free because you know this kundalini, it's 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 real, um, you know. And you talked about the 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 God the Ganesha, you know, also Krishna, there's all kinds of Hindu gods and goddesses, and you know, like you see in Bali when I was there, I mean, there was the temples, the shrines, mainly Hindu shrines, not so much um Buddha shrines, but there was a lot of hindu um what do you call them shrines, I guess, all over the place, and they're very colorful temples, there you go, they're very, very colorful. And they really, you know, you, you, you know, as a visitor could just really be drawing their eyes to it. Of course, I'm looking at it a different reason because I did this talk. I, I was like, wow, this is, you know, when you're there, it's like, this is really real. This is not just getting a picture off the internet. This is really real. And, and I started thinking, I thought, oh my goodness, I've seen some of these little in stores, even here in America, just even just right up the road from me. I was in a, a little home goods top store and. They have like these little trinkets and these little statues of these demon gods, these, you know, Hindu gods. And they're so colorful and vibrant that, you know, or it's on a pillow or. And I thought, how many people are buying those? Christians are buying those, taking them, decorating their homes with it. and they're not realizing they're just opening the door for the demoni to come into their home saying that they'll they'll say it gives them permission to now rule and reign and come in your home and they they aren't realizing it i i or else i don't think a christian would buy it but you can go on amazon and you can get baby krishna and you get mama krishna and you can get these little trinkets and they're not they don't cost all that much and again they're so bright and colorful and and it can really be appeasing to the eye, not me, but to someone that's just wanting to direct, you know, like to decorate their house and something that's very, I guess, out there, um, not so conservative. And, and it's just amazing how people can be caught up on that. Or maybe they go travel to India or Malaysia or somewhere and they bring this back to their home. Or they go to Africa and they get some kind of, you know, voodoo doll or something thinking, this is so cool, I'll bring this trinket back, I'll bring this souvenir back, and all they're doing is bringing it back to their home and filling their houses with the demonic and wondering why they're having so many problems in their house. Uh, It's just, it's amazing. Your
0: truth, Prophet Leslie, um, I can tell you that um, what she's saying is true. Of course, they worship. Uh, millions of their gods, some of the big ones they worship is like Shakti and Kali and Vishnu, Ram, mm-hmm. the monkey god Hanuman. Indra. Uh, yeah. you know, These are different ones Ram that they worship and um, they have temples. Many of them uh, in their homes. Uh, I can tell you if you're Hindu here in the island of Bali, you will have not just one but up to two temples uh, you have a temple, but two thrones, rather, in your front yard. I've got a picture of one. Um, we actually tore two of them down before we would rent this property we're in, or we wouldn't have moved in. Yeah. And my neighbors, they go out and they offer incense to these gods every day. They're gods. We know what they are, the demons. And they, if they don't offer a daily sacrifice, then the evil spirits will attack them. How sad. They need Jesus. Then they could cast those demons out. But... They'll have like a throne with the steps going up to the top. And uh, I was with a guy this week. We were doing a feeding program here in Bali last week, actually. And he said, uh, I said, well, can you tell me what this altar is here? Because it had like a little house at the top. And he said, well, that's uh, where the, the God lives. <laughs> yeah. Said, What's up with the umbrella. And, he, you know, that gives them shade. They put an umbrella over there so the mm. their demons. Um,
1: Are comfortable. Don't,
0: <laughs> the sun. Right. Sister. These objects that people bring back from places as souvenir items, they're cursed. Some of them are even made from wood that they're pulled out of a graveyard. But uh, most all of them are prayed over and attached to them are demons. And when we bring these things back in Mm -hmm. our homes, it breaks the hedge. It brings a curse into the house. The demons come in. We had to go to one lady's house um, just last week. Her husband, sadly, uh, had been a collector of knives, but these weren't just like regular knives. These had been prayed over and some of them crafted by shamans. And it's believed that one of these contributed to his death at age 36. It it killed him. And uh, it was such a sad story. And, you know, uh, you can be hurt unknowingly, not realizing that uh, these things have been prayed over and demonic forces attached to them. And so she said, you know, I don't want any of these things in here. Would you all come and pray? So I went with another brother. We went over, and she pulled the knives out, and she said, Would you destroy these for us? And so we got them out of there, along with some other things, that were bringing a curse in the house. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a very popular knife in Malaysia and Indonesia. It's called the Chris knife, and it kind of looks like a serpent crawling across the ground. And they'll pass these down as an heirloom from one generation to the next. And these have a demon attached, just like a authentic samurai sword now i'm talking authentic one not one made in a factory but the authentic ones every part of the making of that sword it's a spiritual process and spirits infuse them basically come and attach themselves to it and then they come into your house i'm talking evil spirits demons and then you wonder why all hell is breaking loose while there's a on your health it's believed that one of these brought the curse in and the demons that killed this young man before his time um And these demons are killers. Make no mistake about it, folks. This is not just a nuisance or something to, you know, say, hey, you know, uh, stop that. No, you need to stop and repent and get some deliverance because if you've been involved in any of these occultic things we're talking about tonight, you've already been tainted. You're going to need to repent, break that curse, command those demons to go in Jesus' name because those demons, when they come in, they stay until you confront them Kick them out in the name of Jesus, and while they're there, they're going to probably try to kill you, steal from you, destroy you, cause you to lose your mind. As I was researching the kundalini, um, again, those that have went through the awakening, they say a snake comes up from the base of the spine, shoots out to the top of their head, and there's people that seek for the kundalini awakening and go all the way, sold out to kundalini, and many of them actually lose their minds and die, folks. That's a true story. It's very dangerous to even play with these things, and some go all the way, and they just want to be given over completely to the snake. Who's the snake? It's Satan and his demons. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to tell you. Uh, we got about 10 minutes left. I'll make this quick. I've got a uh, potential guest for you and Brother Stan in the show. He was a former guru. Oh, wow. And when I say guru, he was hardcore. He became involved in uh, yoga, became a yogi master, and threw his life into it, went all the way over to India and became a disciple of a guy named Sai Baba, who's one of the most famous yogi masters of all time. People still worship the guy. He's dead now. Super wealthy man. They said he may have been worth a billion dollars, but he was famous. Millions would flock to him in his meetings, and he was said to be able to produce um, jewelry, right out of his hand and give it to people. And he, yep. my friends, look, he used to produce cashews. <laughs> I said, <laughs> cashews, you mean nuts? He said, yeah. He would just hold his hand out and nuts would come out of his hand. He would just produce them and people would eat them. And so uh, he had an experience. He found Jesus. And a demon came out of him that he was worshiping called citri, and he was never the same after that. He gave his life to Jesus, exposes yoga and the, uh, the occult and Hinduism, and uh, this guy was hardcore, went had went all the way into it. Came out, and he'll tell you, you're worshiping another god. You're worshiping a demon. So, folks, um, if you've been involved in this, you've got to repent. And then, Leslie, what does a person do if they found themselves in a church, and now they're beginning to see that these things that are called manifestation of the Holy Spirit are really an unholy spirit. What do you do in that case?
1: Well, yeah, you know, I really have, I really have compassion, uh, for those that are in that predicament because, you know, they have to leave. They have to get out of it because but I, I can guarantee you that, you know, if their leader is into it, they could try to talk to them, but it's going to probably go to deaf ears saying, you know, who are you to tell me what to do type of thing? And they might have to leave. And their whole families are going to these churches, but they're going to have to leave and get out. There's just no other way. They've got to go and get delivered because of the Kundalini that's now attaching themselves to it. Um, there's, I've got something here. Let me find it right quick. There's, you know, there's things that God will, He'll do. He'll guide us and direct us. But if you find yourself that you have been in this situation in this life the holy spirit will comfort you he will guide you he will teach you and if you have a hunger really to to be able to be bold enough to walk away he will bring you to a place of um of refreshing and a newness and an understanding of his word and it's so much better to start over and be freshly filled with the holy spirit than to be continuing to lie and what i always tell people is you know there are certain things you've got to do to when i say start over i mean really start over the very first thing is you've got to confess again that jesus christ is lord you've got to repent of your sins uh renounce and confess that you've sinned and then you need to one of the things that i say is you you need to speak this following out loud just how much time i have okay is that you renounce and you break all spirits of Kundalini, you renounce and you break all the spirits of Hinduism, you renounce and break all the chakras the break the third eye, you renounce and break Freemasonry, or break any unholy oaths uh, that your ancestors or you have made. You renounce and break the serpent spirit, you renounce and break all meditation spirits, you renounce and break all yoga spirits, you renounce and break all the New Age spirits, and you renounce and... Make off uh, cable toes off the spirit, soul, and body, and bloodline. You're announcing the un- all-ungodly soul ties because you have now an ungodly soul tie with this kundalini or this demonic force that's inside of you. You've got to cut it off. You've got to sever it completely, sever all spirit guides and familiar spirits and fallen angels. Um You know, when Satan was cast out of heaven, you know, a third of the angels fell with him, which to me, that's really the fallen angels, and they're the ones too that are principalities and powers and rulers of darkness that have come in, and being used as Satan's guides to go and to attack. You know, the Christians specifically. He, you know, Satan's not after. I mean, he is, but he's not after really his his own. He he already knows he has them, and he he knows he's going to destroy them. There's no problem. But he his goal is to destroy the christian the ones that believe in jesus christ as their savior that's who he really wants to come in and get them in that grip and then he feels like he has um you know just made his day when he finds out that somebody that's a christian has now fallen to pray to this kundalini you know or worshiping the mysticism out there and and going and getting their readings just like trying to do Christian witchcraft. There's no such thing. It can't go together. Just like Christian yoga, can't go together. Uh, you need to break off and cut every and sever all ties with the un- unholy trio like Baal, Queen of Heaven, the False Mary, Jezebel, for of course, um, the Dragon God. I mean, there's so many and so forth. You are announcing confess all sins of psychic powers, astral projection, Levitation, false visions, uh, magic powers, false tongues, false Holy Spirit, anything that's had you to do with the occult. And then you just, you've got to announce them, you've got to renounce them, you've got to maybe even write them down and then sever them. When I say sever them, maybe tear up the paper after you've done it, do that, that do that prophetic act. And then you ask that the Father, that He would, any open doors in the Spirit or in the natural, that He would close them once and for all, that He'd be, you'd be covered and sealed with the blood of Jesus, and then you renounce again the Kundalini Spirit. And then you would also ask the Lord to forgive you for allowing yourself to be deceived by ministers and others that were infiltrated in the Kundalini Spirit. You renounce and ask forgiveness for all associations, actions, and indwelling of this evil spirit. You sever all ungodly soul ties with those who operated under the evil spirit, and now ask the true Holy Spirit to dwell in your life. Any evil spirit that was transferred to you, you got to command in the name of Jesus to come out of you and not return in Jesus name. Be cleansed from all unrighteousness and help that you would be, that you ask the Lord to help you to continue to seek after His truth. In Jesus name, amen. And you pray the prayer of salvation and you get re-baptized in the Holy Spirit. To me, that is very, very important. And it will feel like you're starting over. A clean slate, you know, that clean vessel is a good thing. Start over, be cleansed, and start with a clean, um, and feeling of the Holy Spirit. So you have that clean vessel to operate in. And then you begin to, to really seek the Lord on, on His, on the gifts and callings that God has and His, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Begin to practice those gifts of the Holy Spirit so that you can see the difference. This is from God. This is not from God. This is, I heard God's voice and I was obedient to it. This I wasn't over here. And, Um, You know, it's much better to do that than try to continue under that false power of the kundalini. That's a lie. And like, you know, Shannon has said, it's going to just kill and steal and destroy you. And it will even get you, it can even get you to a place where there's sickness and disease and all manners of things going on in your household or your family and loved ones and headaches and uh, all kinds of things, evil dreams and bad dreams and visions that will be coming and a lot of dreams of snakes and things like that if you don't repent and if you don't get rid of it. Um, Jenna, I think, I don't yeah. know, I, I was going to give you one more quick story about how someone refused to get mm, to listen to the advice I was giving them, if I have a quick two minutes. Okay, well I was, we had moved to Omaha, Nebraska and Praise God. I was only there a year. <laughs> it was too far, too far north for this little lady. I can tell you my kids used to say, um, Hey dad, you took the little, you know, the, the, uh, um, Southern bell. You moved her to a little house on the prairie. That's what it felt like for me going up to Kansas and also to Nebraska. It was just too far north, but anyway, there's lovely people there. I'm not talking about the people, but I found this place to uh, go get my hair done. And what I didn't really realize is that God really had a divine appointment for me to minister to the lady that was going to be my end up being my hairdresser. And so the very first time I met her, you know, we kind of hit it off and we were talking about things. And then she began to confide in me that she really wanted to get pregnant. She hasn't been able to get pregnant. They've been trying for like four or five years at the time. And, and there was just, there was just no such thing. And then I found myself asking her, do you have any statues in your yard at your house? It was like, God showed me a quick vision of their, their yard and it had statues like Buddha. And she goes, well, no. And then she goes, oh, well, yeah, I, I, we do have Buddha, but that's just, you know, it's just a fun little statue that we thought we'd put in our front yard. And I said, you just told me you're Christians. You have a, a church home group that you lead and direct and you you praise and worship God. And, I said, you've gotta, you, you gotta get rid of that, that devil. You gotta get rid of it out of your home, out of your yard. It's guarding your house. It's guarding your possessions, your, the four corners of your home. And I said, we, you, know, you gotta pray against that. I said, do you mind if I come over and just see what you have? Cause I said, do you have anything in the backyard? She goes, well, a few things we put out there just for decorations. And I went over there, just met the lady and she, she invited me over that later in that evening, early evening. And I look outside in the backyard and in the four corners and in the um, flower beds. I mean, they she had a lot of these Hindu gods all over the place. And I said, you've got to get rid of these. If you don't, if you don't break them and sever these ungodly ties and destroy them, don't give them to somebody because you just passed the curse. You got to destroy them. I promise you, you're going to get pregnant. And she uh, said, well, let me talk to my husband about it when he gets home. And I'll let you know, said, I'll be happy to come by and, you know, pray with you. And, you know, if you need me for anything or haul these off, destroy them, whatever. And uh, so the next morning she calls me and she says, my husband and I talked about it. We do not want to get rid of these statues. We like them and we don't want you to come around anymore. I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. And. Before we left Omaha, oh I mean, she still hadn't gotten pregnant. I don't know her position today, but I would probably venture to say that she did not. And because there was just curses all around her and all around her property, you know, was taking over. So much so, even though they were Christians, they were caught in this lie of belief. Oh, it's not going to affect me. It's, it's nothing, you know, but yet there's demons there. And they they just choose to think and just say, Oh, it's not really real, you know. They're trying to, they're trying to believe something that's a falsehood. Like there's, they're trying to say, oh, it's okay. I'm a Christian. I can, or I can just plead the blood of Jesus over, it and it'll be okay. No, God wants you to get rid of it. It's just idols and false idols. They're, they're lies. They're, 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 you know, bowing to another god. And God says that we're not supposed to do that. He says it right there in His Ten Commandments.
0: Sister Leslie. I back you up on everything you're saying tonight. Folks, this is the truth, and we're telling you the truth because we love you, and some of you may have these occult objects in your house, you know, yoga mats. Um, maybe you or your ancestors have been involved in Freemasonry, have any kind of Freemasonry regalia, Masonic Bible, the apron, the ring, uh, Buddhas, uh, we're not to be burning... Incense to God a... thinking that that is going to garner favor with him. There's out people out there burning sage thinking they're going to ward off evil spirits. You know, uh, dream catchers over your bed, folks, that will bring demons in. Um, talismans to ward off evil in the form of maybe a bracelet or some kind of jewelry you were told to ward off evil. You don't want this stuff. You don't want um, Buddhas, any of these Hindu gods in your house. I'm going to t- I want to tell you two things very quickly. Um, sadly, I think it contributed to my father's death, Sister Leslie. My father dies at age 57, uh, bladder cancer. And a year before he died, I sought the Lord because I was having mood swings and going through bouts of depression, so was my brother Damon. I said, God, what's wrong with me? I've got a successful business. But outside of that, my life's in shambles. And I had a dream one night I've had. I'd actually fallen asleep on my uh, my couch. I was living in Panama at the time and had a dream and I woke up from the dream. I didn't remember anything and I just I said, Wow, I didn't make it back to bed last night. Saturday morning, fell asleep on my couch. I just grabbed from my King James Bible that was on my armrest, opened it up, and Leslie I had it I remembered the dream. As soon as I laid my eyes on scripture, it just went boom. God said, You and your brother Damon have a generational curse you need to break. I said, Whoa. Now, I didn't see God, but I heard his voice. Mm-hmm. Years later, my brother calls me and my brother Damon. He says, I gotta tell you about this book. I said, I gotta tell you about my dream. <laughs> so he says, I got this book by Derek Prince. It's called, not Joseph Prince, Derek Prince. He's gone home be with the Lord. Folks, uh, called A Blessing or a Curse. You choose. It's about breaking generational curses. And I said, Whoa, well, God told me that we have a generational curse need to break. And um, fast forward, we went through a, a prayer to renounce some renounce some sins of the, the fathers and As we began to investigate it, trying to figure out what was going on, there was a pattern. On my dad's side, people were dying early. My great-grandfather dies at 53. My grandfather, 58. My father's got cancer at this time. He would die later. He was 57 when he died. And what we found out is our great-grandfather was involved in Freemasonry, Mm -hmm. which is witchcraft, even at the lower levels. uh, Because what you're required to do, even at the lower levels, you're basically... Uh, bowing to all the demons up the chain. And that's what you get. You get demons, and it it will shorten your life in many cases. So it had brought a generational curse on the family. And then uh, within about a year of my father dying, I had, well, let me back up. It may have been two or three years before that. I would went to his house in Jacksonville. And this is the point I wanted to really make. Um, I went in, and my dad had a really nice house over there on the uh, St. Johns River. And he had this uh, movie room. He had a, uh, a projector TV before they were really fashionable, and you could watch the big movies on the big screen. Now, that was all cool. Well, what wasn't cool is on both sides of the projector screen, he had Buddhas, sitting Buddha Wow. on each side, and I think they were made out of something like green jade, and my dad loved art, but he got the wrong art, and I remember feeling convicted in my spirit about that, so I called him the year before he died, and I said, Dad, I feel led to tell you something. You've got something in your house that's not of God. It's another God. It's a demon, and it's creating a toxic environment for you. And I said, Dad, you need to destroy those idols. Ah, son, it's just art. Dad, it's not. You need to get it out of there. Sister, he had it in his house, and I kind of look at it as being a radioactive object. You don't survive long in in radiation. You've got to get out of there before you get contaminated and it kills you. He was being irradiated in the spirit by demonic powers. They were coming in there, and demons many times bring disease on their back. They can bring cancer, arthritis. Absolutely. I'll not say all are demons, but many times they are. Sister, I believe they got in there and they contributed to his premature death. That plus the generational curse of Freemasonry. We didn't talk about this growing up in the church, didn't really know how to deal with it. We believed in demons, believed that was just something for those people, you know, to be free of over in Haiti or in Africa. But little did we know, many of us bring these demon idols into our house, and we bring a curse in the camp. I think like the sin of Achan. You know, he had a, uh, he had a curse in the camp he brought in. God said, destroy all those things. Yes, Don't certainly. take any of their cloaks or their gold. Destroy it all. Burn it. He brings it back in, and people begin to die. And, you know, you can read the story yourself, folks. He He paid for it with his life. He disobeyed God, brought in other gods contaminated things into his house. I believe that's what killed my father. He never got free of that uh, before it took him out, and it was coming after me and my brother, and we had to renounce that stuff. And uh, I'm convicted even today, 2020, um, I know that symbols have power. You probably heard the stories of people that had dragon tapestries. Derek Prince was another one of those guys. He was sick. God said, your sickness is tied into that tapestry. He so said, what do you mean? My grandfather gave me that, Lord. It's a beautiful, expensive tapestry worth thousands of dollars. God said, Look at the symbol on it. It's a dragon. Now, that's Satan's monogram, the dragon, right? He's the the serpent, the dragon. Mm -hmm. He had to burn that thing. He wasn't allowed to sell it because you can cause others to fall. That's right.
1: That's That's right. Sell. And destroy it.
0: And these things have power, witchcraft objects. I thank God today because in my younger age, I wanted to get a tattoo, Sister Leslie, and you know what I wanted to put on my arm?
1: Tat- I mean, a dragon?
0: A, <laughs> a green dragon. I thought it was cool watching the Kung Fu movies.
1: Right. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> do it. Now, if I did, I'd repent, break that curse, and never do it again But in Jesus' name. But listen, these things have power, um, so much so that I don't want anything, and that could even be a potential problem. Um, even Native American art. You know, and I appreciate the Native Americans. I think we have American Indian in my family line. But, you know, I've heard other stories. People that had arrowhead collections. And people don't realize that when the Native Americans would make many of these weapons for war hunting, they would pray over them, they would bless them, and the demons would attach so that the arrows would fly straight and swift and hit the prey, man or beast. The curses were never broken. People go and grab these things. They bring them in their home, and they can bring disease. And one lady was sick, and the doctors didn't know what was happening. Then there was a word of knowledge. There's something uh, tied to that collection of arrowheads. And it was really sad because it had a big collection. I think it was like 400 of them. She said, you know what? I'll do anything at this point. I just want to be healed. She got rid of that. They prayed for her, and she was healed. Come to find out that there was curses on those arrowheads. Never been broken. And I don't think you can cleanse them, you know. But she got them out. Um I look at the Bible, and there's symbols. You know, frogs, they come out of the the uh, the false prophet's mouth at the end, end times, right? hmm frogs. frogs were part of plagues in Egypt, right? Right. Uh, they're many times representative of demons. you got the frogs. you got unclean birds like owls. You see them being associated with a lot of these Disney movies, the enchanted owls, witchcraft. Athena had one on her shoulder. Dragons, of course. Buddhas, you know, Mexican sun gods, dream catchers. There's a whole litany of these things that could be defiling your house. And um, I'll make this last story short. The Lord began to convict me this week. We bought this big, thick uh, foam mat that we put on our tile floor here because if you fall in the floor, it hurt your head. We don't have carpet down here. And I'd had one before, and it was fine. I went to get a replacement because it got a little bit ripped up. And uh, this one I just unrolled, and I looked on the back, and it had all these owls. Oh. <laughs> now, you don't yeah. think what you want out there, folks, but the Lord convicted me, and I'm thinking, what's up with these owls? I know they're an unclean bird. They're pretty to look at, but they're often tied in with witchcraft for some reason, whether it be Harry Potter or what have you. And God wouldn't let me go of it, uh, of the, the fact that there's something wrong here. And so, look, I can't afford to have any open cracks in my armor. You know, you, you let your guard down, the enemy will hit you. But but God, God is grace. He gives us grace. But when God points something out to you, you've got to do something about it, folks. And it may be something that was handed down, worth a lot of money. You know, you're not to keep the gold from You've you got to destroy the stuff. My wife thought I was a little bit crazy at first. And I said, she said, well, that was brand new. You bought it. And I said, I didn't know. It had owls on the back. I can't afford to uh, open myself up. I'm sitting here on the island of demons, for goodness sake. I know, right? by I know right? I'm going to an advantage. I took it out yesterday as God is my witness. Sadly, I lost about 40 or 50 bucks, and I cut it up. And we replaced, and the next one doesn't have owls. But you know what? My children were acting a little bit strange, especially my son. And I said, he may be getting attacked by this. And just a week ago, through the Lord, uh, giving another brother a word of wisdom, we found out that we had an accursed object on our premises from a lady who had worked with us, Who was involved in witchcraft sadly we found out and she had put a curse on us to try to create a a tie with us in the spirit that we would bring her back in and uh, a man said there's a hat in some belongings that she left now he didn't know it but the holy spirit did I went out and looked in the garage I find the hat and sure enough it was just like described and he said get it out of your house burn it I've got a video on my youtube I take it out last week and I burnt that thing when you can burn these things you burn them the girl couldn't burn the knives that had a, a curse on there from the shaman. In that case, you destroy them, get them out of there. I think uh, they were taken out and thrown on the ocean here. But you get this stuff out. You repent. I say, Lord, forgive me for bringing this Buddha in here, what have you. My dad should have done that. I break that curse in Jesus' name, renounce Satan and all of his evil works, renounce Buddha, command every demon to get out of here in Jesus' name. And then you go in there and you anoint the place with oil, invite the Holy Spirit to come in. Sister, I don't think we can be too careful. When in doubt, I say throw it out. What do you say?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're reading my mind. Absolutely. When in doubt, throw it out is absolutely a good policy and – you know, just because it's, like you said, something that's been passed down from generation to generation, well, it might look all beautiful, but you don't want those curses being passed down from generation to generation. You want to break those curses and cancel them so that they're not going to go to any further generations. You know, the, the scriptures say to, 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 um, the generational curses can go back to the third and fourth generation, and some scriptures even say even back to the tenth generation. So when I pray, you know, I say, you know, we go back to the tenth generation or as far back as needs be, if we even need to go further, and then to the third and fourth generation ahead, to the further, in, so that there's not these curses that are going to continue to follow us. My um, children, because Stan had been divorced once before, and I was two, and uh, again, this was before ministry. I don't know why we have to say that because we have a forgiving God, but you know, there's some people that get caught up on that. But anyway. Um, you know, I said, when you get married, you will not divorce. We are not going to open that door back up. Um, Stan and I have been married for 37 years and continue to go 37 more at least. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, so once you marry, I'm just telling you, you better pick a good one because you're going to be with them from now on. There's not going to be any divorce. I'm not going to let you open up that door. And so they, they know, right? Well, the same thing with, you know, if there's something that's been passed down from a generation, Um, and these curses, and just like you said, that Buddha's that needs to be destroyed. It's not worth keeping, get rid of it. You don't want it in the home. Uh, it's not worth the curse. It's just not, and it's certainly not worth the curse that could come upon, you know, future generations. If you want to be, uh, you know, prideful or want to kind of hang on to things. Well, think about your, your children and your grandchildren and the children to come even after that. Do you want the curse to follow them to that direction so yes and amen just cancel it get rid of it break it you don't give it away you destroy it it's you don't want to give it to somebody else because it does open that door it does get permission for the demons to operate in your house and they will come in and they will stir up strife they'll stir up um uh you know any kind of wicked and evil thing that they can in your home and curses with um Sickness, disease, and the list goes on and on. So it's it's time to just choose to let it go. And the same thing with uh Kundalini. You know, it's time to realize today's the day that I'm going to get free of this and I'm going to start over with you, Lord. And it's just so important. I'd rather you do that uh, because you don't want to be living a lie. You don't want to be operating under a, a counterfeit Holy Spirit because it's not the Holy Spirit at all. And, you know, sad to say that in the, the, the school of prophets I was teaching at the time, there was one lady. She was uh, from South Korea and she she could not let it go. She did not want to let it go. Um, she still has not let it go, even though she's back in South Korea right now. I, I do know her, but she's you know, she has still not let it go. She still wants to uh, choose to have that what she calls that power. She cannot let it let her leave her and it's just so sad because the devil will destroy her he will and it's it's just Sister, something.
0: Sad. for some people they would say you know but i want to keep it it gives me an edge folks you don't want that demonic edge you want to get free listen the power of, of satan is no match to the power of god god has all that we're looking for in him the holy spirit is for today the gifts of the spirit are for today but you don't want the counterfeit; you want the real deal. Uh, tonight we ripped the cover off of Kundalini in the church, and I know we only scratched the surface. So much more that God's showing you that you can teach on tonight. And we ran out of time. Uh, you might have to do a whole series on each one of these chapters in the book. Man, this book is going to be so good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it, and it's you know it's going to set a lot of people free. I really believe, and and that's what I want. And I want I want people to in the church, in the body of Christ, to to not be so gullible and start paying attention and start paying attention to their surroundings and where they are and what they're being taught. Um, they've got to be held accountable to go to the word of God themselves. You know, if something doesn't sit right with you, then you know, take it before the Lord, go to the scriptures and see if it's from the Lord or if it's not. Um, you know, you might just find that you just need to leave the place that you're at. You know, one thing I was going to finish saying about that. So we were in Evansville and, a couple came up and they said, look, we had been to the Brownsville revival and I really got a lot out of that. And I said, you sure did. (laughs) You got the wrong spirit. So you need to get rid of it. And he just began to weep and cry. And, you know, cause he says, I really felt like I just, I was closer to God. And, and I said, that's what the devil wants to do. Satan wants to make you feel like You received so much. And I said, you've you got to let it go. You've got to choose someplace else to worship now, because now where they were going to church, they were all, you know, laughing hysterically and uncontrollably and shakings of the head violently. And, you know, he saw it. He knew that that was the spirit that was in that church. And they said they were going to leave. I pray that they did. I pray that they got out. And, you know, they it's and hopefully they let, you know, the let them know Why? so that maybe some others could be free. Amen?
0: I'm so glad I didn't get contaminated with that. Uh, I had left the church about that time and uh, then came back to the Lord and decided to go all in for Jesus. But uh, I don't remember any of that growing up in the church of the 70s and 80s. We didn't do that kind of thing. And then I remember when it was going on. I remember the um, long-running revivals down in Lakeland, the rise of Todd Bentley. And what's sad is uh, he goes through that, and he covered his body with tattoos. What's that about? I just want to ask, you know, what are we doing? Um, and that's not an example you want to follow, folks. You don't want that man or anyone in that group to put hands on you and impart an unclean spirit. You need to call that spirit out of him in Jesus' name. He needs to be set free tonight. Yeah, I man. believe he can still be saved and set free, but he's got to want to be. But you're, you're being alerted here to infiltration of the church by a snake. It's Satan and his demons, kundalini. You don't want to be a part of that. Um, just before we close, let me throw one other in someone mentioned in the chat room. What do you think about the fire tunnels?
1: Well, I don't I don't know. Maybe you know more about that. But, yeah, the fire tunnels are not of God for sure. Uh, just like, you know, there's, there's – uh, it's even like some of those that say – I don't know if this is part of it, but even there's like some of those that say, uh, you know, walk on the hot coals, and there's supposed to be Christians that are teaching that. Um, again, that's just demonic. It's it's blanking your mind so that you can't feel these things. Um, uh, and if they when they expose the devil in there, people do not want to choose Christ; they want to choose the demonic because it seems so much more exciting to them at the time. So maybe you can light on that more than I can. Well, Some
0: agreed. I haven't seen it for myself, but I I know what they're talking about people form like a tunnel and you right. gotta run through it and they're supposed to impart anything that they've got into you. And <laughs> so, at each other.
1: But come on folks. Yeah now, you, just the sound of that you should, you know, realize that's not I don't, to, I don't want to that'd be like somebody spitting on me <laughs> thank you.
0: Run out of that church, folks.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, folks, we're we're telling like this: the truth will set us free. Now before we close, I wanna make a couple announcements. Um We've got Prophet Leslie Johnson in the house tonight. She will be back. Prophecyclub.com is, a, is the website there of the ministry. Uh, tell us about the new book that's out right now that they can get.
1: They can get it. It's called What It Takes to Be a Prophet. You can uh, get it on prophecyclub.com. Or if you you know are used to going to Amazon, you can get it from Amazon and also the Kindle version. And it's called What It Takes to Be a Prophet. It uh, really will help people, though, with those that are in the prophetic or think that they have a call in their lives to understand whether they are, whether they're not. It will also, though, help anyone that chooses to be able to hear the word of the Lord, hear him speak to you, speak to you more clearly. You know, those that have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying is something that this book will help them to um, desire and want to learn because I go through and teach about that, so just because you know someone says, "Well, I'm not a prophet," that doesn't matter. They may have um, a prophetic call in their lives, or at least if they want to hear the Lord's voice and be obedient, but they can get that from prophecyclub.com. Also, coming up in July the 29th ninth through August the second, we are having a Sevenfold Miracle Crusade slash uh, School of the Prophets. I'll be teaching on School of the Prophets. You'll have about 30 hours of continuing education, so if you come to that, you can get a certificate of completion for this first round of the School of the Prophets, and that, again, is uh, July the 29th through August 2nd. If they just go to prophecyclub.com, there is a link there that they can click on and find out more about the crusade that is coming up.
0: Fantastic. And, of course, folks, you can find the Prophecy Club on YouTube as well. Hit the subscribe button to the channel. They're putting out some awesome teaching and videos and information on current events and prophetic. You want to um, tune into these awesome broadcasts? You'll find right there on YouTube. Go to prophecyclub.com. Sister Leslie, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. Thank you for being a sport as I went into overtime here. Um, time always flies on these shows, and uh, it'll be an honor to have you and Brother Stand back. Uh, anytime you're available, I'm making a schedule for June. So see if y'all can carve me out a slot and let's get some more shows going.
1: All right. Sounds awesome. I will do that. Um, and I'd like to have that information from that formal, uh, guru. I think that would be, it'd be interesting to talk with him. So thank you so or much, connection. Shannon. Thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. And, and I enjoy, you know, speaking to your listeners and I pray that they're gaining a lot of information from, you know, what the Lord has shown me and spoken to me over the years.
0: Absolutely, folks. There's much to learn here, and you want to get the book when it comes out. Uh, Sister Leslie, would you like to close us out in prayer today?
1: Yes, I would. Thank you so much. Dear Lord, I just pray for those that right now that may be struggling just inside, just internally, and maybe some of them are just being really convicted. And, Lord, I do have compassion for them. I really do. And, Lord, I know that there's going to be a grieving time for them But, Lord, I ask right now that they would make a decision to just start over with you, that they would say in the name of Jesus, you kundalini spirit, you mysticism, you lying signs and wonders, you get out of me right now in Jesus' name. I cancel all plans and attacks of the enemy right now in Jesus' name. Satan, you are not welcome in my life and my family, and you will have no grounds of uh, possession of me anymore in the name of Jesus. And then you begin to just pray out and cry out to God and say, Lord, I desire to be saved. I believe that you're my Savior, my God, my King. In the name of Jesus, I, I ask that you forgive me of my sins. I forgi- ask that you forgive me of the doors that I've opened up. I ask that you forgive me for any kind of possessions that I had that were demonic. I canceled them. I crush them right now in Jesus' name. I ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Again, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior, my God, my King. In you I will trust. In you I will believe in. You are my God. You are my Savior. And then if they just need to go further and say, please, just, I just ask for a fresh and filling of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Lord, cleanse me from all the unrighteousness and the false Holy Spirit, the lying uh, Holy Spirit that was inside of me. I cancel it right now in Jesus' name. I want the true Holy Spirit to come and dwell inside of me. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that as they ask for those gifts of the Holy Spirit, that you would give it to them, that you'd stir them up inside of them, and that they would begin to operate in your gifts that you have for them. Again, just, you know, it's prophesying, praying for the sick, for the healing, miracles, also for tongues, interpretation of tongues, Lord, all your nine gifts, Lord, and, and also others that that you give them, that you will give them and that they will have a new, fresh anointing come upon their lives that they'll be free. I command in the name of Jesus that these people be free right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, that, that when they've searched for you and they have heard truth in those, this message tonight, that they'll desire to walk the walk that you've given them to do. That they'll have a desire to know what the Word of God says. That their eyes would be open, their spiritual eyes would be open, Lord, to see the truth that's surrounding them. And Lord, if any of them have to get out of the church that they're in, Lord, I pray that you, in the name of Jesus, that even though it may be hard to walk away because they may even have family members that don't understand yet, you give them the strength to be able to do so. But they would walk on Christ's ground. They would walk on holy ground and not walk on in the scripture, don't walk in there where there's lying scriptures, lying words that are coming forth in the name of Jesus. We cancel all the plans and attacks of the enemy to all those that had ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord was saying tonight. And, Lord, I ask that you cover them with the blood of Jesus right now in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: I say amen to that. That was a powerful warfare prayer right there. And I want to ask you, um, in the book that you're putting up, will you have any renunciation prayers that people can pray yes, and sir. break these off of them in yes, Jesus' name?
1: Yes, sir. It's uh, the last chapter that I have. I have that in there so they can follow right along.
0: Folks, not only does it expose the enemy, but you can be set free. Help you break these ties to the enemy in Jesus' name. Great work. Sister Leslie, God Richard, bless you. If someone wants to contact you, what's the best way to do that?
1: Uh, they can just go to um, the They can call, and, or they can do, um, uh, I think it's contact at prophecyclub.com, and they can email me. that will be just fine. And they'll get me the emails.
0: And, folks, if you'd like to support the ministry, you can do that right there at prophecyclub.com. I encourage you to support the ministry. You'll be blessed. Sister Leslie, thank you for coming on. God richly bless you.
1: You too. Thank you, Shannon. Appreciate it. God bless.